everybody to Saturday Morning Squadron. I'm your host, Ramses, and with me, of course, is Rob. Hello, tis the season. Oh, no, wait, I don't mean that. I mean, hello, foolish mortals. It is that time of the year. Yes, yep. I almost, I almost slipped into the whole tis the season, but no, it's not, it's not Christmas yet, but bloody hell, it is getting close to that almost already. Yeah, yeah, it's al- it, it almost is. Thanks for reminding me that. I, thanks, thanks for reminding that. Here's the thing. Let, let me get the, let, 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 let's 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 let me get this out of the way now. I don't mind. I don't mind Christmas. I don't mind Christmas. Like it's just I have to be with my fucking family, and I don't want to like deal with them sometimes. Yeah. That's a, that's my that's my big issue. It's like I just don't want to deal with some with some people in my family, and just like oh, shit, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. That, that's that's like less like oh like the what's your Christmas year? Yeah, that Christmas year went when I had to like confront somebody in my family that I don't want to speak to. Other than that, I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty. I'm cool with. I'm cool with everything else. I'm cool with. Uh, I'm cool. I'm cool with. The, I'm cool. I'm cool with. Um, I'm cool with the tree. I'm cool with the cold. I'm cool with. Um, you know, I'm cool with Santa Claus. I'm cool with the music. I'm not cool as being in the same room with people that I don't want to be. I don't want to be around. Oi, that's a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, but yeah, like you said, it is tis the season at least for Halloween where we, kids dress up as whatever and then um. And we and we and we as adults dress up as whatever and go to parties. I can't do yeah. that anymore. Here it's here, here it's over here in Australia. It's sort of slowly grown some popularity over the years, but it's not like a super big mainstream common popular thing as, as such. But like, yeah, you know what? It's nice that sometimes you know that some little bits of it can be kind of sort of adopted over here. Like if kids want to go around and, and uh, go some places and get some little bits of our food and all kind of thing, they can do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I used to. I mean, here's the thing. I used to. Li- um, I used to live in Mexico, mm. and like in Mexico, like that. We, in Mexico, like you know, we don't. We know. We never really celebrated. We never really celebrated like um, uh, Halloween. We had Dia de los Muertos, which is a completely different holiday. You don't really go around like it's more like a celebration of, of a passing of people. Which you know, unfortunately, I, unfortunately, I do have a. I do have so a few people I need to commemorate this year. So, which yeah. is sad. But I think it. I think like the Halloween, like giving out candy and stuff like that. I think that's something fairly recent. I think like like I want to say in the last couple of years. Like I want to say in the last thirty or so, thirty ish years. That's when it started happening. Before that, never. It was never really a thing. But now it's like well, maybe even the seventies at the very least. But no, that, I think no, no. Like like around the like around the late nineties. Like, like around the late nineties, like early nineties. That's when it started. That's when it started becoming more accepted. Yeah, and because like too, there was a lot of like like. I hate, to, I hate to do this, but it's like, you know, there was, there was crime and people were kind of afraid because of like people wearing masks and stuff like that, that they would be doing that. They'd be doing a lot of like things on the, on the, on the, on the, but you know, we, we, like, I, we've since softened on that, on, on that, um, on, on that, on, on that stance on, on a lot of things in Mexico, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like also another thing too, that's another thing of note, it's like uh, it falls on a Tuesday and it's just like, who wants to get fucking drunk or who wants to like fucking go party at, on a Tuesday when you know, you got to go to work, you got to go to school, you got to go do whatever the next day. That fucking sucks. Yeah. So, eh, whatever. But regardless, we have we do have a show to do. we have a show to do. We we we, we this is this is just a t- if this is the first time you're first time listening, if you, especially if you're listening to us on the pod, especially if you're listening to us here on twitch.tv forward slash L Um, we tend to just deviate all over the place because like this is just our, our little venue where we can just talk about pop culture and all that stuff. So today we actually have an interesting discussion. Rob is gonna is Rob wanted to do this discussion for for wanted to do the discussion and he's gonna take the lead on um yeah. he wanted he wanted to discuss villains he wanted to discuss the most intimidating the like the most scariest villains of them all 
we compiled a list and we're going to just because I came yours. up with an idea for Halloween because we were sort of we were sort of low on ideas and I was like thinking about things like what we could do and uh, there was another idea we had but then I was like wait a minute think about like all the cartoons and all this kind of thing that we've watched over the years and all that stuff for experience or taken on board and all that kind of thing what are some of the more dangerous and then scary and outright menaces and all that kind of thing compared to like the, your standard run of the mill sort of take over the world or get rich kind of uh villains you know for a perfect sure. example just to give a baseline same thing as i was talking to ramses to give him an idea, a feel for it also more proper you look at say from spider-man the kingpin he's kind of your average crime boss dude like dude who wants power and wealth and all this kind of thing and take over you know swaths of land and all this stuff and just accumulate all this stuff for himself but then if you look at other characters within within that same Spider-Man sh- series, there's characters like, say, Carnage, Green Goblin, Morbius. They're not out for that. They're just out for their own thing. And they're and some of the, some cases, some of them are outright dangerous for one reason or another, and some are outright insane as well on top of it. So Yeah, yeah so when, when, so when the time comes, we're gonna we're gonna start comp- we made a list. We started putting in we started putting in names and we're just gonna decide is it is it worth this list, yes or no? So, is it, are they worth? Is it is it worthy? Is it worth? Is are they worthy enough for for that title? So, but first we do have. Well, so and also too, another thing we do also too is we just kind of discuss what we've been doing this week, as in like what we've been buying, what we've been playing, what we've been doing different things. If you're a follower of this particular Twitch channel, you guys know everything I've been playing this week, unfortunately, and that's everything. And that's it has the worst Castlevania. That's the only thing I've been playing, but. Uh, but I've been doing a lot more also on the side as well. And also Rob is, is, does a lot of, uh, has done a quite a few things as well. So we're going to have a discussion about that. But unfortunately, we have usually, usually when we have, usually when we do these shows, we have like a, we have news and we do have one unfortunate bit of news that we need to discuss. Um, mm-hmm. We have to, this, uh, unfortunately, this kind of like fell on my lap no more than an hour before we started recording. Um, and that is let me get the let me get the proper information here really quick. Uh, Richard Mole, um, famous actor from such TV shows such as Night Court. He was the voice of Two Face in Batman the Animated Series. He was Norman in um, in Mighty Max. You know we're we're gonna be, we're gonna be touching upon a lot of characters. He may have voiced them uh, like in the, in our next se- in that segment of like the intimidating villains. But he was an incredible actor. He died. Of, he died. He died at uh, the age of eighty, and uh, just so much. Like, like he's left behind so much of a legacy. Like I said, I remember more. Like, I, like I, 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 I used to watch Night Court when I was when I was when I was little, and then like as an as an adult, I learned to I learned uh, I, I learned I loved so much his his, his role as um as Two Face. But why don't we want to go to you first, Rob? Like, is there any is there any thoughts? Anything you anything you remember from from him that you want to discuss before we um. Uh, there's not too many because you already cu- you already touched on most of them, but the other one that I definitely remember him doing that you reminded me of actually was he also did Scorpion from the Spider-Man animated series from the nineties as well, apparently. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't know that until I was looking to his list and I was like, Wait, he was he was um Yeah, Matt Gargan, a, Scorpion. Yeah, Matt yeah. Gargan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's done like the guy's done a lot of, like the guy's like a jack of all trades. He's been like like big he's been like he's been a bit of like a bit of everything. Like he he's a very versatile actor. In my opinion, because he, he he can play like like Weasley characters or like very intimidating characters or just playing like play, or just being like big goofs, like in the case where he played Bull in, in Night Court, because and so it's like it's it, it's really it really is telling that you know one way or another you've you've seen you you've had it you 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 
one way or another, you've experienced um, you 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 had a, you had to be a voice, and you wouldn't expect him to be a voice because it's not something you're, you're accustomed to. He is a man like of like oh, he he was a, he's just a man who can like naturally just blend into whatever role he he does. And like I said, like yeah, Matt Gargan was. I wouldn't say he was intimidating. He was more like, you know, at first he was kind of like, I don't know if I want to be doing this, boss. Yeah, kind of, sort of. And then he was just, I after he became that- Scorpion, he was he was just kind of slightly not quite there like he used to be, obviously, after yeah. being genetic, genetically enhanced. Yeah, thanks, so, J. Jonah yeah. Jameson. Yeah. But, oh, God, uh, yeah. I don't know who's also passed it anyway as well, but yeah. Yeah, that's a whole different story for a whole different time, but... um. But yeah, like I said, like like I like I mentioned to you before recording for me, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are listening might will know that will know this very well. Um, my his favorite, my farewell of his will always be Two Face. Um, we were discussing before, like no in other media's we never really had Two Face like portrayed, and this was like the first time we had him really, really like we had like a really solid portrayal of him, and um. And it was one of the things where it's like with with the character with, with uh, Two Face, it was um, like he like he was like a, as um, as Harvey Dent, he was very um, uh, uh, he was he was very he was like very calm, but you can tell mm. like those little tick there were like these little ticks at like like little episode. And that's why I liked about the, that's why I liked the, uh, the most about what they did with Two Face is like they introduced him they introduced you to him to Harvey Dent very early on. So when they so when the big reveal happens when he becomes Two Face, it becomes a lot more meaningful. And just and because of that, he's just like this, like he's an, he's this intimidating dark figure, but like a and also like a, also uh, also because of that, he's also like this really tormented soul because of like what happened. So he had to keep two identities kind of on the side, and both of them were and like both of them kind of came to a collusion when he got when he got into the accident. And um, it was really it was really good. I think that that's still like my definitive version of Two Face. There've been others over the years. We of course we had Tommy Lee Jones. We've had like other animated versions of him. But this is like my for me. That's like still like the definitive version of two, in my opinion, like hands down. Mm. Um, yeah. Is there any other thoughts you want to? Is there anything other? Any other thoughts? Uh, no, not particularly. So if that's the case, um, there was also another one that I wanted to uh, give a little mention to. He's been all over the news and all that stuff as well. When he happened a month ago and all that. But um, David McCallum passed away at the age of ninety and all that. Back at the time, I think a little bit after or before we had done the episode on that month, I think. I but, think he passed away. I think about like two or three days later. I think so. I saw. Mm. I was thinking. I think it was after in the end because we probably were said something about it. Yeah. But yeah, he's been known for so many roles, and like the one that sticks out to me for sure is definitely from NCIS of uh, Doctor Don- Donald Mallard, Ducky. But mm-hmm. uh, there's also so much other stuff as well, like the Man from Uncle and other things and stuff that he's done before, like his whole stuff, like beforehand that he built up over the years, and just he's got he's got a presence, all right, and he's got this like friendly kind of nice look to him, that kind of thing, even in his older age, kind of thing. He's always like this nice kind of chill dude, kind of you know, in my opinion, mm. personally. Yeah, that's, I, the, I, that's, I, the, that's, the, that's the air I got of him because, like, even like when he's dealing with like you know his uh, morgue stuff and that kind of. The, deal like analyzing uh bodies or dissecting them he also tells you a little tale about you know something that he remembers or something he relates to you about a story of something medical and all that kind of deal you know well that's what we would do anyway at least fair enough fair enough yeah i really didn't have really much experience like like I, but i do know all these importance like you know i do know his importance like i said like my i, I wasn't really much of an avid ncis fan but I do understand he did a lot in like the like the sixties and seventies. Like in like he was he was in the Man from Uncle and 
and he was also uh, oh, I forgot Sapphire and Steel. That was the, that was the other show I was thinking of. It was kind of like the it was like that show was kind of like Proto X Files, where like they kind of like there were two like there were two like I think like they were psychic psychic detectives, I believe, mm-hmm. and that they were just like you know they would just find they would just like just try to find stuff. They would just try to like um, go like you know they would try to figure out what's going on with the paranormal and stuff like that. So that's. So that's so that that was kind of like their shtick. But I heard a lot of great things. And I know here in the states that that show is like for free somewhere. Like I forgot where, but I'll I'll figure that out. But like for for him, I think I'll, for his sake, I think I'll go check it out. But yeah, I I really don't have much of an attachment. But you you have more of an attachment to him. So why don't why don't you go off then, Rob? I've already said my little bits about him mostly in life. But yeah, it's just he's notable. He lived a long life, and like yeah, he's one of the he's one of those greats that came out from uh you know one of those. You know, from the that, that part of the world who definitely left an impact, like you know, like others who passed away this year, like David Warner and such, and other ones and those other ones that have left us. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're like one of those gen- like one of those generations of people that are like just you know, plastically trained, obviously good with what they did, and I kind of deal and remember it very fondly and well for what they've done on in, in shows and movies and everything. So yeah, rest in peace to him. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All righty. Um, yeah, is there, if there's is there anything else we want to bring up before we get started with what we've been up to this week? I don't think so. From my end, I or, that's, that's the only one I wanted to bring up was just give me a rest in peace note. So, yeah, fair enough. All right, um, why don't we get started with what we've been up to since our last recording? I say last week, but like it's more like what we've been up to since like the our last since our last recording, which has been like the middle of last month. But if you got the episode, you saw the episode, it went up a little too late because I'm an I'm an idiot. I I put or down just, the episode. Or just also Ramsey was busy. So, you know, it's not just all, you know, that too. But, you know, when you're busy, you're busy. So, you know. All right, then. Uh, Rob, why don't you get us started then? What you been up to since our last recording? Uh, playing the usual things of, uh, let me think, uh, Dragon Ball Legends, uh, Gun and Battle Operation 2. I haven't watched anything new in particular. I haven't seen a movie lately in a good while as well. Also, when I think about it again. Uh, Purchases-wise, let's see. I have purchased some little things for sure. I did purchase two two new games for Switch, like literally like a week ago, a week ago, week and a bit. I purchased actually what was it? Super Mario Brothers Wonder Mm -hmm. and Sonic Superstars. Mm -hmm. All right, because Um, I was I was more so sold on Sonic Wonder. I mean, Sonic Wonder, Mario Wonder. After seeing more info after the direct and that stuff and learning more what it still is and what the art style is and how it's different and that kind of deal. Sonic, I wanted to wait on to see what it would be like on launch and that kind of thing. And then I heard, oh yeah, this game runs at 60 FPS and all that stuff has no issues and all that stuff. I was like, okay, fine. I will also get this and hearing that people are saying this is also a rather good Sonic game as well. So yeah, I waited yeah, just a little bit. I, that's that's why I heard about that's why I heard about Sonic that Sonic Superstars is that it's it it's it's fine. It's a fine Sonic game. It's not the best in the world, but it's a, like it's like you're, the pieces are starting to fall together at least for a better game. But um, and I was gonna say like like you know have you got to, have you got to, like because I, I think I think most people have already played Super Mario Wonder. We can get to that in a little bit. But I'm more curious about about Sonic. How how is that game? And like, how is that game? Okay, I'll touch on both actually really real quick. Um, with Sonic, um, let me think. Let me think. I only started a little bit with Sonic, like playing it for a little bit a little bit earlier on. Um, because I've other things on land and just walk that seems keeping me kind of distracted or out. Um, 
it feels like a slight evolution in the sense art style wise and gameplay wise of what Mania could do in a sense because it's a 2D game in spirit, but it has obviously more 3D elements like the characters are, you know, like the, the bad nicks are, you know, not 2D like sprite things and like the kind of deal. They're 3D like little animation things that look like kind of like sort of like animated deals, enemies. There's okay. bits with like, say, when you like do runs like um running into like you know how you do a loop the loop or other things you'll go from like the regular part of the stage into like the to the what is it background or something yeah that kind of feel like some of the elements like it might take you into that and then it might loop you back out or something there's a sort of like little like in the first level at least when i was playing it there was like a little like half pipey section of block that you could go up like diagonally but it's like meant to like function like a half pipe of like bit that like something like runs up and then could just like jump off of to get to a higher point on like the uh, stage and that kind of thing. So there's just like this element of like 2D in spirit, but like 2.5D elements as well in some of the in some of the gameplay bits in the stage design. And it's nice and all that. Is it as is and, it as like is it as, is it, is it a very intrusive or is it very very or does it feel very um or does it very feel natural to be doing those two? No, it feels natural. It doesn't, it doesn't feel yeah. intrusive. It's just like it's just like little bits every now and then. It's not like like constantly thrown in your face and all that. So yeah. Yeah, that, that's always been, that's always been the problem, especially more recently with people trying to do two point five D games. Or it's just like like they kind of like like there's games like to- like they they want to try they want to try and make a game like Tomba, which makes which did really well with the two point five D, but it's it, but the problem is like they never they, they never really got that they never really got a lot of the two point they never really got like it's either two point five D but it feels like there's a third dimension and they and they don't and they real and they tend to lean a lot more towards that or that the other dimension that you can't really see that much or it goes the other way around which I think works a lot better I'm starting to hear from what you're telling me is that it's the other way around yeah so I can that's what that's how I feel on it because like. It doesn't feel that intrusive. It feels like it's like just like like little bits and not kind of deal and all anyway. So, all right, all right. Um, but so um, so tell about Wonder. Even though it's like I think I've I've watched a lot of people play, but give us your take on on Super Mario Wonder, my man. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, in that regard, oh boy, <laughs> this feels like uh, this is one of the more polished and I would say new ideas for two D Mario. That they've made. Um, there's new ideas for power ups for sure. I've only experienced like one of them so far, which is the elephant power up. And all that where you can run around with being elephant form. You can whack stuff with your trunk. You can uh, carry some water in your trunk to like water some of the flowers. There's also the wonder seed things, which is the uh... if you saw the trailer things, you know what I'm going to say about this, man. This looks like the uh, the drug trippy shit kind of thing when you activate one and all that kind of thing, and then oh, I, I, like I, an alternate alternate uh, dimension thing for a moment. Yeah, I saw. I've seen. I I, I seen all the streamers play it in the game. Like, yeah, whenever they whenever I touch the wonder seed, it's like, oh boy, oh man, oh oh oh, we're we're in that dimension. We're we're in the vomit dimension. We're we're we're. we're I took I took my shrooms today. Oh 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 boy. Oh boy. Oh oh oh. Hmm. Uh, and then um, also this. I haven't tried all the characters. I just stuck with Mario so far with me playing it thus far. Um, there are ones that are just basically what they call break levels, but there are also ones that can get you used to some of the mechanics of some of the things if you're unsure, like, do this or beat that with, like, as a, as a little side challenge stage kind of thing and all that. Yeah. Like, like, an ability or a, you know, trick or, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, 
Badges are things that can give you like optional like skills, like side skills and that kind of thing, to, as well as your main um, sets of moves. Like one of them, for example, when you jump, or like let's say you know to go somewhere, you just fall. If you have like a certain badge on and you press ZR when you when you jump, your uh, Mar- Mario or your character will hold on to like say a cap or something like or a parachute thing, and they'll kind of float for a little bit downwards. So you have a safer landing, for example, for that. There's a side. There's a side. Um, underwater dash one that that's good for like smashing up blocks underwater all kinds of things like that so they've definitely obviously had ideas for um things and all that for this game they also try ideas for some of the challenges and things as well like some of the um yeah just some of the side things like like some of the bonus stuff they put into this game is actually really interesting and it just feels like a very well made crafted mario game in the latin overall even though i experienced it all that much as well I've also on occasion when I was sometimes like traveling home, rather not challenging, I would see someone else and sometimes like streaming it, and I would sit, get a taste for other bits that I haven't got to yet and all that kind of thing and all that. Like, huh, okay, that looks cool and all that, you know? But yeah, right. I also the recasting of Charles Martinet as uh, to David Afghani or the new guy. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. It does. It's not even noticeable or anything at all, remotely in any aspect at all. So this new guy is fine as Mario. Yeah, honestly. I heard. A, I heard a lot. Of, I heard a lot of Mario when I was watching other streamers, and you know, he's, he's pretty good. Pretty good. Props to him. Props to Nintendo for choosing somebody. You know, it's, a, it's like it's a very hard. It's a, we we learned we learned a harsh lesson last year when we, when, it was, when it was announced that um that Chris Pratt would be Mario. So it's like the 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 hat the the crown that wears that the, the heavy is the head that wears the crown in, in this case. So it's like, it, so it's like if you so like so at this point I was like, just waiting to see how, how how he would nail it and he nailed it. He nailed it yeah. really well. So it's like I'm not complaining. I actually really like it. So good on yeah. you. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, anyways, that's mostly everything. And apart from okay, before I get to one other little thing, I almost got one other game. Yeah, there's a certain game about uh, fruits and all that kind of thing. Uh, Sweeker game I got as well. Just played that for a little for a little bit and what, because uh, other people started to get into it or started to talk about it more and all that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I think the, Konate, going around. I think I, I believe Konate play, was playing it on her stream, and that's where kind of people started like really latching onto that game because like Konate was playing it, it looked really addicting. And then there was like a web version, which is not really quite that game, but it was, you know, it sort of is. And people kind of got latched onto that. And they then one day just sort of appeared on the uh, appeared on, on on the world white and all the and all the e- and all the e shops around the, around the across the world outside of Japan. And yeah, well, because firstly, it it just started to appear like it was on the Japanese e shop and all that kind of thing, and then people wanted. Yeah, it. it was exclusive. It was exclusive first to Japan, and then yeah, just I started. It then like you know because of word of mouth, they started just they started, they started expanding the the release everywhere else. Yeah, because then once it turned off on it turned up on like the uh, the American eShop, and then I realized, oh shit, that's going to be on the uh, if it's on the American eShop, it should be on the Australian eShop already now. Then and then yep, it already was. So I uh, purchased it on a on a day when I was back from work and everything, and yeah, had it for myself. I went to make another account for it, and I like, kind of deal or go through hoops to find it, but you know. Yeah, we know some people that we knew some people that had, that had to, and then when I told them like, uh, it's actually this game's already out your neck of the woods. I'm sorry. And I was like, shit. And right. I think the recent, I think they recently just patched the game to actually have like tra- translation in English, even though there's really not much to translate, to be honest. Yeah, but at least the option is actually not that hard to find. It, it's actually down the bottom. You just flick the uh, the bottom option one or two times, and it'll, it'll go into English. Yeah, actually. and like 
that and that's all you really need to do. And like, and like I said, they, the game's pretty. The game's the most rudimentary like puzzle game you can think of. It's you put two fruits together, you make a bigger fruit. That's it. That's as far as you go. Yeah, but but, uh, but there's also the side mechanic thing with oh, side mechanic, just the the thing of like how the fruits actually move around on the actual thing. Like some of them might block each other and all that kind of thing, or they, you might experience this as well. Like some of the other fruits might put subtle pressure on the other ones to like grind and then move or something, and then all of a sudden want to touch another one and then it'll go boop 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 all over. Yeah, the you're place, like you know? yeah, they'll be like ah, ah, just let me squeeze up. And these become yeah. so. So it is <laughs> and, and, it's a simple little fun little game. It's like I can see why it has that little bit of appeal to it, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think I don't think just the just as a note, I don't think it's going to do vampire survivors on numbers, but it's just going to be a little thing. So, yeah. yeah, and the thing is, like, I like I like I like I want a game where I want a game like, for example, if I'm a if I'm on a long trip or I'm just waiting in line for something, or like for example, like, I've been playing. I I I was playing uh, in my downtime when I, when I'm not doing my streams of Castlevania. I'm also, I'm doing painting and doing. I'm learning how to do some painting, some paint work. And in between, like me waiting for the paint to dry on on what on the, on this particular thing I'm working on, I'm playing. I just do a few. I do a few minutes of that, and then it's like, okay, cool. A few minutes of that. Stop that. See if the things are dry. If it's not dry, go do another round, and that's it. It's not something I'm really devoting all my time to unlock everything because really that really isn't much to unlock. But it's a game I'll have on. It's a great game to have on just to like kill a few minutes. It's it's a like it's a great game to have on the Switch if you just want something like low stakes. That you have, you can kill a few. That you can kill a few. Either that you can kill a few minutes while you do something else. Like if you're, if you're like in the middle, like if you're in the middle of like watch a binging something, or you're, or yeah. or you know you're watching another stream, or you know you're listening to a podcast, or you're like laying down, you want to relax, and you just want to have something. You just want to keep. You want to keep yourself amused. That's a perfect game to turn on. Yep. Because like I have uh, a bunch of games like that. Because I have a bunch of games like that too. I have a uh, Tetris, the, the Tetris Grand Master. And like that game's way too high pressure for me. I, I need I need I need like Tetris, like the regular master. Hmm. And like this is like something low stakes, something like easier. I can easier on my easier on my mind instead of like more which reflexes, which is which is what the grand what Tetris the Grand Master is. So you know, yeah. you know, Twitch, even though Tetris the Grand Master is an amazing game, I'll, hands down, I will say that. <clears throat> is there anything else? Uh, yeah, there is one final thing. Um. Because I've covered all the game things. Uh, if you look in VC Chat Share in a little second, it'll come up. I got this book when I was out and about in the city. Um, I want to say two and a half, maybe almost three weeks now. Okay, it's a uh, nice. It's not. It's not as thick as some of the other ones I got in the past, quite. But it's still at least a little bit, somewhat. If you look at the title and all that, arms and Marvel. It's a Marvel. It's a Marvel book for arms and armors. The mightiest weapons and technology in the Marvel universe, and it's what it, what it says on the on the presentation. To give you an idea, I when I looked at it, I was thinking, okay, have they got all the stuff in here that I kind of hope they do? So I opened it and I had a flick for it while I was like looking at the place that I suddenly get stuff from, and it had so many of Iron Man's armors covered, the War Machine armor, the uh, the Spider Man one, whatever it's called. I forget the name of it right now. Iron um, Spider. Other- yeah, Iron Spider, and other things like that, and just technologies and things and all that kind of deal, and then also even in regards to weapons and things like that kind of deal as well, so obviously like Captain America's shield, some of the swords and blades and other things in Marvel so, because yeah, arms and armor, so weapons and armor, basically. It covers like, like, like a lot one of year, 
So you got like Monir and like um like uh, Loki's uh, uh, spear and like um yeah I don't know like like Baron Zemo's sword and stuff like that because I think that his is made out of like a special metal. I want to yeah, say that's Hawkeye, made out yeah, of like, yeah, like I'm just looking at it in front of me like Hawkeye's bow, Moon Knight's weapons, Spider Man's uh, web shooters, all this stuff. Like he's also like uh, do do they also do they talk about Doctor Octopus's tentacles? Yes, they do. Oh, interesting! They, they, know they, 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 even have, they even have the the OG one that had like the strap harness thing, and then yeah. the one that that's infused into his back kind of deal. Because I know, because I know that because I know for a fact, I think like uh, canonically, his 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 tentacles were um were made of um of carbanium. Mm-hmm. Same, it, that's the same thing that um that that it's the same thing they tried to do with uh, the same thing they did with Omega Red, where Omega Red was. Instead of giving, instead of instead of injecting it with with like with vibranium, they put they put um they, they put um carbanium in his in his body. Yeah, yeah, and it had a similar result as well. But yeah, like um. Ooh, what's up? I, I, I don't know which one of the two turned up more more insane, Ramsey's Omega Red or Dark Hawk. But anyway, that could be a thing for a whole other day, actually. Though. Actually, we can um, discuss that in the next segment. Yeah, actually, that gave me ideas. But yeah, it's it's a great little book to have a read through, and yeah, and then even like touched on like I forgot about it. Um. Weapons of the Black Order, the Mandarin's Rings. Yeah, you oh. mentioned Moldier, Stormbreaker, um, Rescue Armor, um, and the other one, I forget the other. War Machine Armors. No, no, no. Um, I already mentioned War Machine. Um, Iron Okay. Heart. Iron, Iron oh, Okay. Marie Williams. So okay. All this, yeah, all this stuff has like a little page or two, like a little spread stuff with like artwork and text and all this. Like if there's some details you were never unsure about, you could probably find it in this book and have a nice time reading about it and all this kind of thing in, the, in this. They even have like the ultimate ultimate nullifier, cosmic cubes, all this stuff. It's all in this book. It's a great book. The uh, the guardsman, all that stuff, like you know, from the um, field field stuff. Yeah, like. all those are in there. All right. You know, so I'll, it's a great I'll get book. I'll, I'll check that out. So I'll check that out when I'm at a bookstore or something like that. Because like that does because like if you get like the thing is always, I'm always worried about with these books. Sometimes it's like they don't go they don't go that deep. But now that you're telling me like now that, now that I kind of it passed it passed mustard and actually went that deep, it's like okay, you have my attention now because sometimes they'll, they'll get stuff wrong or something. They'll like they'll 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 give you service information and that's about it. And I was fearing like oh my god, is this like just another thing with like they slap they slap this Marvel thing and just put like all the MCU stuff. But no, now that I not when I, I did, it passed mustard when I pat when it passed the Carbanium test. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but anyway, so that's pretty much everything. But yeah, that's a great book that I would recommend if people want to look it up. If you can find it, consider it. It's not super duper thick and heavy like some of the other big massive encyclopedia things are. So if you want that, maybe you can consider it if you want it. If that's a book that's kind of a reality or something. So yeah. Anyway, Ramses, your turn, dude. Go ahead. Uh, okay, I'm going to start off with toys because I'm actually really happy about the toys I just bought recently. Um, I, I like Recently, we started seeing more and more stuff starting up here, here, here in the United States for, at Ross. Hmm. And what's interesting about what's going on is that a lot of like you know usually this means that like when they, they dump a lot of stuff it means that like it's they're trying to like get rid of that's usually stuff on like last year overstock of stuff that they just couldn't sell and they had this they had the speedy uh, they had the speedy on five five thousand the five hundred stuff like on like there uh, on it and I picked up I finally picked this guy up I finally picked up the scourge I picked up black convoy already mm. and I'm extremely happy with 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 with, with him because um. If I paid, if I if I would have paid the full price of sixty dollars, I would have like I would have I would have had my complaints. But paying the paying, I think what like less than twenty, I think I think that was a better idea. 
And I think less. I think I think for that price, that, that I think that's that's worth the figure because it feels like there's a lot of stuff to him, but it doesn't at the same time. Like like the his the, what I don't like is that his trailer, the back trailer, is kind of plain. Mm-hmm. Like I was expecting at least one, at least some, at least some guns to come out, or at least be some guns you can put in the, in the back of it. But there really isn't much at all to 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 work with, and that, that's kind of disappointing that like they did that they that they didn't put that much effort into like the, the base mode and stuff like that and stuff that you can do it. And, but it, I mean, it has like you know, color scheme is is brilliant. If you if you've never seen it before, it's it's just um, G two Optimus Prime done in black, but there's also like. Um, there's also like these um aqua green um highlights on him so there's some yeah. parts that are like they're like they're kind of that color on him so we kind of make the joke that it's like it's it's hakune mitsu uh, it's hakune mitsu um um convoy because those kind of like her magic colors and what's interesting is like this figure actually has like a lot of like trans pink transparent stuff like transparent like plastic and it looks really good it yeah. looks really good and also one of the great things is that they actually left the light like one of the things they added in was like light piping and we, as we discussed the last episode, that anything you have an action figure with light piping, that's just chef's kiss. Yeah, because I mean, even 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 the original uh, Scourge as well. That's like on his sword, his optics behind him, because like the original feature and the original toy was you know the glowing eyes and that kind of deal. Yeah. yeah so they so they found a way to keep that. And yeah, he does come with a transparent. He comes with transparent weapons. I just like I said, I just kind of wish he had just a bit more. But for the amount I paid, I am not. I'm I'm not I'm not complaining. I just wish like if I like I'm, I'm looking at this like like on the sense of like I just paid twenty dollars for this instead of paying and so I paid another twenty dollars for this. If I paid sixty, I would have had like a laundry list of like problems. But because I picked it up for twenty, like under twenty, I, I I'm really happy with the purchase. Hmm. Second figure I picked up was Shadow Striker. Um, Shadow Striker is really good, really good in my opinion. But it, she has like these weird. She has like a lot of weirdness to her where it's like. The the like because um, essentially she's like a pre mold of hot of of sideburn, mm. and one of the things that you can do is you can t- you can detach the roof from from her. So to give you an idea, because like and, and if you have a, if you have sideburn with you, if you, in the original figure for sideburn on his right arm, it was like it was like the 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 the, the roof of the, the roof of this car was attached to him, and you couldn't do anything about it. Mm. But here you can just peg it in. You can peg it in. You can peg it in and out. And the reason why I bring this up is because it's also it's also on a hinge. And I lost the hinge for like about a day. Huh. But everything else on the figure is great. The 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 um, the like the, the the silhouette looks really good. The the gimmick is really good of like of of it. The the car mode is really good. I just like. I don't know. I, I like. I want to like. There's a part of me that wants to recommend it, but there's also a part of me that's like, ah, you're better off. You're better off waiting until like they kind of like they kind of even they kind of like you know sand off all the edges with uh with Sideburn when it comes out next year because we kind of already got a leak of like next year's stuff and we saw a listing for Sideburn already. Oh wait, I haven't seen that stuff then. Okay, never mind. No, I think you. I think you see it was on. The, like, I think we we linked. I think we 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 we, we saw it. Quote unquote during the episode with General Techno. Oh wait, wait, wait! Talk- yeah, never mind. I'm forgetting that stuff. Yeah, never mind. Then. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so it's like it, it was in that list. It was, it was in that it was in that leak list, and um, a lot of that list is starting to come true because like today we got to see uh in model uh, like t- we got to see a lot of like in model stuff from ha- from Hasbro from Hasbro Pulse, and they showed off um they t- they already showed off stuff that we already kind of already knew already. They showed off um uh what's gonna call it um. Oh my god, the the, B, the Beast Wars Neo bad guy. Uh, 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 Magmatron or what? 
Nagatron, yes. I was like, Nagatron, Gigatron, but no. That, that was... Yeah, they, they, they've posted like full pictures of him on like his modes and all that stuff and like box stuff and all that. Yeah, Twitter so they already that, have yeah. that, and they also they also showed off um they also showed off what's his face um Silverbolt as well Beast Wars Silverbolt. So I didn't I didn't see that one, but I saw Magmatron for something like yeah. yeah. So he's, it's so he's exactly what I hoped for, by the way. That yeah, a solid remake of the original kind of thing. And like I said, he's a commander. Class, we discussed I think the last time he's a commander class, so he's a big old boy. Yeah, he is a big old boy. But regardless, what, uh, so basically, what I'm saying is like we kind of already saw a list of like that what's going to be coming up next year, and that and that on that list was Sideburn. It comes with no surprise when you see his, when you see when you see Shadow Striker, you're like, oh, oh, okay. They 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 wanted to get this figure out of the way now so they can make Sideburn later. Mm, that's right. So, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I, 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 I mean, the figures are the figures are right. It transforms and well, but it transforms well. But it's just like the, the fucking hood is what what kind of concerns me. I kind of yeah. wish that like when the when the when the when they when they like either another revision of the figure or when they do um side uh they do sideburn, they actually kind of fix up a lot of them. I love it. I will say as a little note that uh, original Robot in the Sky sideburn was was always a pain to transform. So yeah. yeah. No, all of them. Like that was that was a weird thing. It was at a time where it's like they didn't like they were still trying to like I don't know like they like like they like I, I understood what they were trying to do. They were trying to they they had the ingenuity. They wanted to go all in with the ingenuity of like trying to do something really cool. But at the end of the day, it just made things over overly complicated. And now you kind of like have to like kind of you kind of have to you have to kind of go backwards and try to like go back and try to like redo a lot of stuff. You kind of did it like as a big as a big blunder. I kind of like, see the whole idea of it. Like when I look at it, like how it works, it's like. All the car parts are like compacted within the confines of the uh, the Dodge Vipers of form as a shell. Yeah, and they do the same thing here, but they, I think they do a better job accommodating all the parts as opposed to what they did with the with the, with the original two thousands figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just so, so yeah. I, I, so I, I did that in terms of video games. Yeah, I, I discussed the Suka game, and the game Suka game is just a, like just a fun little game. I like playing for like a few minutes at a time. That's about it. Model kit wise, um, I did the I, I did the Sergeant Verde, um, uh, Sergeant Verde post in, in, um, Gundam, and um, it, it was a little SD kit, and it was fine. It just it hmm. felt a little too fragile in my. It felt a little too a little too fragile. And at the end of the day, when I started, when I when it, like things things are starting to snap off, and like you know what, we're, I'm not going to bother with this anymore. So I got it as good as I can. I painted it, and that's about it. And I figured, like, look, I, I brought a little bit more kits since the last time I bought. Actually, I brought the Flame Toys Snake Eyes. But before I do, and the thing was, I, what I wanted to do, and I took a vote on this on Twitter, is they wanted that I got people. I asked people. I asked Twitter, "Hey, what do you want to see more? You want because like doing Snake Eyes as it is is one thing, but let's 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 get let's get let's get crazy. Let's get bonkers. Let's get let's get insane with this. Like, what do you like? What animated colors do you want to meet? You want Snake Eyes to be?" Because as you know, in the animated series, he had like two primary colors. He was either he was either like dark, like a dark, a dark blue, like navy blue, like really dark navy blue, or just like an outrand, like this, or like purple. And people wanted a purple, and like I gotta make sure that that purple comes out right when I start when I start to work on it. So I, mm. I've been working on off I've been working off stream here, um, just like painting and just learning how to learning how to paint with like just buying plastic spoons and just painting over these plastic spoons. Mm. And like I, I think I'm improving. I think I, I think I'm definitely improving. I just need like a little bit more time, a little bit more um, 
I just need a little bit more time with 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 the, with the paint to work with the paint and stuff like that. But I, I but it's it's coming out it's coming out well and like I'm like like you know I just need a little bit more practice before I, I come back to this. So I think like not not next I think not next week but I think I think the week afterwards because I still gonna be busy with stuff that I'm gonna be talking about next. Um, I think the week afterwards I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna I think I'll be back building stuff and I I think I'm gonna be back building like more SD model kits. But regardless, um, that's that that's the model kit update. Um, if you're wondering like. Video game wise, I've been going back and playing a lot of old Castlevania games since since the beginning of, since the beginning of this month. Um, old streamer by the name of Dot Level, she ha- she's hosting a Castlevania challenge where we try to beat as many as the old school Castlevania games that we can in one month. And uh, and, and Ramsey, for the audience who don't, who don't know, how far in are you so far? Actually, how I can skip really so far. Hmm? I'm just skipping around a lot of games, but let me tell you what I've I've done so far. Mm-hmm. I did Deathless Castlevania One. I did. Um, I did Rondo of Blood. I did Bloodlines. I did I, I did um I did Castlevania Dawnless Revenge, uh Castlevania Legends, and Castlevania uh, Akumaju Densetsu, which is Japanese version of of uh of Castlevania 3. So six so far. And I still want to do more because like the, the 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 like the deadlines the deadlines Halloween and by the evening of Halloween, and it's just like I kinda wanna get like at least two more games in. But I at least want to get an SNES. I want to get one of the SNES ones, and I want to get Castlevania Chronicles out of the way because um, Castlevania Four. I think the biggest problem with Castlevania Four is that it's a long, long, dirty-looking game. That's that's my biggest problem. It's like it's just a really long game. That's like I don't want to sit do one sitting of that game, and the game was not meant to be played in one sitting. You're supposed to like write down the password and come back to it later. But just to do that game in one sitting is not is not, not going to be fun. But I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to do that soon. And Castlevania Chronicles is a, it's a great game. It's a great it's a great remake of Castlevania. I think it is like the definitive Castlevania one experience. Unlike Castlevania Four, where they tried to make something like that, where they tried to remake Castlevania One, but I feel like they kind of fell short. I feel like they kind of sent it down the edges, and that was then the and the X sixty eight thousand version was the one that that, that they, that's more like the definitive Castlevania one experience. Um, but yeah, so like just to break everything down, like one by one, I play Castlevania One. I used to play. I used to be able to beat Castlevania One when I was little, but like one continue, and I eventually found a way to like do it deathless. I tapped into that like back of my brain, like something in the back of my brain to turn that to turn the flipper to flip the switch and start playing like how I used to. So I got that out of the way, and I'm happy I got that out of the way, and I'm just happy I got the deathless and like all that good stuff. Akumaju then Setsu. Um, I think about Akuma, uh, Akuden is that the game. The game is very different from the from from. Um, Dracula's Curse in the United States. Grant is a is broken. Grant is fucking broken. Like you can like like in in the American version, he had like this dinky little knife that you just stab people with. In the Japanese version, what you can do is you can actually fling your you can actually fling like a uh, you can actually fling something at, you, you can fling like a you can fling a, a a dagger from across the screen without take without without the need of you um taking without 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 you eating uh, hearts. So you automatically you automatically already have a you have a dagger weapon without use by default, and that works really well when you're trying to fight enemies from across the screen, and it makes a lot of boss fights way easier than they should. Oh, like boss fights are are now are just a joke sometimes, and you can tell that like, they looked at the they looked at the Castlevania they looked at Akuden and they said this is way too easy we gotta like we gotta like do something about this so they they nerfed a lot of characters in the American version. 
And he also changed a lot of like the arenas where you fight a lot of the bosses to make it a lot more difficult. I was watching an, another fellow streamer, Sarduce, as they play the game. And I was just like, because I, I sank in so many hours of, of Akuden, I started seeing the differences. And because of that, I, I, just start, I just started noticing stuff like, oh, these guys, um, like I started, seeing, I started seeing like some of the enemy placements. And I started seeing like some of the enemy, not some of the bosses, like, oh, they really want, they really want to fuck up with a player. They really want to fuck you over and they want you out of that game like quick. So, and the best, the best example of this is in, in Akuden, the fireballs are kind of reasonably, are, are reasonably, are reasonable. Like they're reasonable in terms of like their speed. In Dracula's Curse, they they go like Mach one. They're they're gunning right at you, and you have no way to react to it. And yeah, and though, and also too, a lot of the arenas change. Like one boss in particular, especially at stage nine, what ended up happening in stage nine, you fight against a doppelganger. And in Akuden, there's a little hole you can hide yourself into, and the boss will not will not even touch you in that little hole as Grant because you're small enough to like crawl underneath. That hole is gone in um in Akuden. Hey, no, not Aquaman. That that hole's gone in uh, in Dracula's Curse. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, the only thing, the only problem it kind of gave me, which I kind of resolved really quick, which I I, sh- I should have done that in the first place, where I was like, I just needed like a few minutes to skim- get my composure and f- and just look at a guide on like through my phone, and I did. And I beat the final boss easily, which was kind of both, which made me really happy and really like shocked because I was like, I spent five hours, three of those hours trying to be trying to like figure out the patterns of Dracula, and then when I figured finally figured it out. It only took me like. Two minutes, and it made things even worse because like Grant is so is so power is so OP that he like gets a little bit more jump height, and you you seen the final boss of of uh, of um of Castlevania three, right? Uh no, actually. Sorry. Okay, first form you fight Dracula, and Dracula what he does is like he he'll like teleport around and he'll like summon like like fire from the from the bottom from like the from the from, the, from your from the bottom of the screen. His second form is that like he turns into like this monster with like these with all these heads, and he just slowly starts to like just go around, and it's really easy to dodge everything. It's like the easiest of all the modes. The third form is where things get get kind of they get kind of fucked up. He turns into like this big stat, this eagle stat, and what ends up happening is like every so often he'll from his fingers he'll like he'll shoot a laser, mm. and if you don't make clearance, it will hit you. And also the fl- like parts of the floor will be cl- are like going around, so you can actually attack him. But if you're Grant, you can make clearance with an axe and just throw and just jump and throw axes and you beat him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, that, oh, you just did right there. Like that, 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 that delay. Like, oh, yeah, that's, that's has, how I felt. Yeah, yeah I see what it is. He, he has that reach, basically, an advantage. Yeah. He has a huge advantage, even a, a bigger advantage than he can't, than he should. So it's like you can, so you can dodge easily the, the, those, 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 those lasers that he, that he throws, and he can easily make clearance to like not even use the step, not even use the, the platforms to like get to do an attack. So you just need to stand in one particular place, and that's it. And that's what I did. And I'm like, that's it? That's all I needed to learn? Fuck me. Yeah. So it's a great game, though. I think like if you, if you want to play one version of, of Katsumi, free, play the Japanese version. I think it's a lot better. I think you can get a lot more fun out of it, especially if you play with Grant. I think like discovering the kind of broken stuff you can do with Grant, I think is a lot more, I think it's a little bit more rewarding. Uh, what is this, What is there to say about Rondo of Blood that hasn't been said by everybody? That game's incredible. That game's amazing. That game's just amazing. Like I can't tell you how much I love I love um, Rondo of Blood, and it's like I can't like if you like. And the thing is, I, you like if you heard the praise, that it's very it's a very good reason why it has all this praise. And you know what? I, don't, I like I don't want to waste anybody's time, but like I gotta say is like if you keep if if everything you heard about the game about how amazing the game is, um, it's true. All of it is true. 
And um, let's see, what else? I learned, I like, I never really went through, um, I've never really went through, uh, what's it called? I never really went through Bloodlines. And so this was, so, t- so this marathon was my first time playing Bloodlines. And um, I felt, and like, I never really, I, like, like I said, I never really sat down and beat. Oh, I, know, I remember another game. I'll get to that. I remember another game I beat that I can't believe I just beat. Um, Bloodlines is a great game. Bloodlines is like very underrated. I think like out of all these games, um, the, the Castlevania 2, um, Belmont's Revenge, and Bloodlines are like my two sleeper games that I, that I like people have to play. Those two games are really good. Um, and like I said, the game's really good. The game's really fun. I like, the, I like the fact that you have two different characters and those two characters are played very di- differently and you have, to, you have to play the game very differently with both of those characters. Um, Castle, uh, uh, Castlevania Belmont's Revenge. I was playing mm-hmm. Castlevania Adventure 1 and I just... I got tilted. I got tilted hardcore. You were there. You were fucking there. Man. Parts you, of it, yeah. I was, I was over there for parts of it, yeah. And you saw me struggle through a lot of it. Yeah, two, two particular um, incarnations of Dracula seemed to give you a bit of trouble for a while. So, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, here's the, here's the weird thing about, about, about the... Here's the weird thing. I don't mind being at the final boss. I don't mind being the... I don't mind, like, repeating the final boss over and over again. That's fine. That is... Perfectly fine. That is perfect. Like you know, that's fine. I would rather them send me to the beginning. I, I, I like. I I'd rather them put me right there than the, than for them to put me like at the very beginning of the, of the stage. Like what happened with Castlevania Adventures, which was what the biggest problem. Like the checkpoint, the checkpoints were too far in between, and the levels were too long. And by the time I made it to the final level, I just, I just, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. But I do. But like, um, the balance revenge. Like, like yeah, I may have my problems. But I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with the game. Like that, that's that's one of the things that, 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 that don't get don't get me wrong. I had I had my problems like getting through. I had my problems fighting, but I did was not like angry at the game. I actually really enjoyed the game a lot. It, it was difficult, but once you got kind of get the rhythm of the game, it's really good. Especially Belmont's Revenge. Um, the thing about Belmont's Revenge, and I mentioned this on in the in the um, I mentioned this in the stream, is that the problem with the, the the thing I like about Belmont's Revenge and the problem with um with Castlevania Adventure is. Castlevania the Adventure was made so very early into the into the Game Boy's life. They didn't really they didn't really like polish the game up enough. So the game would so the monsters and like traps and stuff like that were faster than you, and you had really no real time to like to um you had to like preemptively do a lot of things already, and you had to like pray to God it worked. Yeah, like like the part like the few times you got caught up by the uh, the ascending spikes from the bottom as you were climbing ropes and all this shit and trying to dodge enemies getting up the top. So yeah. And stuff like and a boss because because of the way the boss the, not boss room it's one particular room where, I, where where the game just stopped me. There was this enemy that does fireballs at you, and because of how narrow the space is, like it can, it can like it can easily like throw many fireballs at you, and also too it goes fast enough where you have no time to react. And that cause that's where I think that's where I just gave up. That does not happen, however, in Castlevania Belmont Revenge because they at least take your speed. Uh, they take that speed in consideration. You may be slower, but the game the game's reaction time is adjusted to that. And I think that's what, why the game makes up for a better game. It may be as slow as Castlevania Adventure, but I think it's it's a lot more fair. And I think it's a lot more I think it's a lot more enjoyable game. There's yeah, there is bullshit in the game. Let me tell you one thing. Dracula is not the bullshit part of the game. It's the boss before him. Uh, not, not, not even the boss before that, because like you have to fight uh, Soleil Belmont before that. And Soleil, once you get the pattern, Soleil's fine. It's the boss. It's the first boss you find in the in the castle. That that, that castle that that gets me. It's this big dragon. You have holes that go up and down, and it goes at a random order. 
and you have no idea where where where, where the whole where he's gonna what whole acting he's gonna come out in. So and if you get if you get, if you get um if it gets to the end of the screen and the monster's still trying to go up and down the the, the screen, it will get you caught and you can't get out of that you can't get out and you're just you just you might as well just die at that point. So that's I think like the bigger I think like that, that's like the roadblock right there. Other than yeah. that, everything else is everything else is a okay. Um, <coughs> what other game? Uh, oh, the last game I played. I forgot, last game I forgot playing. That I forgot to mention. Um, Haunted Castle. Haunted Castle. Haunted yeah. Castle. Haunted. Haunted Castle. Oh my God. <laughs> Haunted fucking Castle. Oh man, that game. That game, man. That that's a game you need experience. That is a game you need to. That is a game you need to sit down and experience. I cannot explain to you this game because explain the game would be very would make me sound like an insane man. Because the, the game is really tough. You have three fucking continues to beat the game, and and like the and some parts in some versions of the game they'll kill you in two hits. What? Yeah, because they want you off that's, the machine, you fucking idiot. That's that's. That's that's exceptionally cruel and unfair. Depending on what version you might be on, then yeah, but it's especially cool. It's especially cool if you're playing any version because you still have to beat the game in three continues. So this is what ended up happening. Um, I found an exploit in the Japanese version of the game because in the game, in the Japanese version of the game, when you fall when you fall into a pit, you don't die. They just take away they take away half your energy for your first fall, and they just and and nothing more after that. So if you and so there's an area you can essentially go into this one particular area. Farm for fucking hearts and get all the hearts you need and just keep repeat, keep on repeating that. Just keep on following and repeating that and just and then you'll be set for the rest of the game. Huh. And because like the next item you get, like, immediately after that, you get to this part where all these where all these pitfalls where, where you get the hearts, you get a you get the you get the you get the clock you, you get the time you get the stopwatch. And unlike other stopwatches in Castle other Castlevania games, this stopwatch actually stops bosses. Oh, that's that's <laughs> That's gonna be coming exceptionally handy to just screw them over. And also, too, what another great thing: instead of taking five hearts, it takes two hearts. So also cheaper to use. Okay. Yes. I see. You can so you so like if you farm enough hearts, you can essentially just sit. You can essentially just like bypass a lot of the big the big problem areas of the game. Huh. So I I was able to do I was able to beat the game. Literally the last part of the game because what you can do is you can exchange your continues for life. And basically, what I did is like I made it, I made it to the very end of the game. And as a, and as like a security as like a security measure, what I did, I just put in I, I used up the last of my the last of my credits to give me all the energy I need, and that wasn't really necessary. I beat the boss without without I beat the final boss with him even touching me. Yeah, because because of the uh the clock thing again, the stopwatch. Yeah. Also, too, because I, I got uh, for some reason I I kind of glitched out the game, and because I like okay to give you an example to tell you how the final level is, it's a long bridge, a long collapsing bridge with bats. The way you're supposed to beat this level. Is you're supposed to take you're supposed to take uh, you're supposed to take damage you're supposed to take like dam da- like you know damage you are supposed to eat the damage because like but it's because the way you leap forward that should give you enough distance to, to close the gap from you from the from the from the falling from the falling from the falling bridge so you intentionally have to do damage da- damage jumps to get to the very end and before that before you get to the room with, with, with Dracula there's a there's like another room where you fight where you fight harpies and for some reason the harpies did not did not spawn. So I, I just walked in and just I fought Dracula and that was it. <laughs> I kind of looked out. I kind of just looked out. I kind of looked down and like, okay, cool. I beat the game. Cool. <laughs> I, if I didn't take that insurance, 
I could have done. I could have done. I could have. That could have been a gold. That could have been like a gold stamp, and I could have. I would have been done with it, and then that would have been it. But regardless, I took. I took the red stamp, meaning I, that mean I took like as many continues because I used those those to um to put myself to give myself more energy, and yeah. Mm. But it's weird because like it's a. Let me tell you why I I, I why this game is so interesting. It's a by all accounts, it should be a bad game, but it kind of has it's it's, it's janky. It's weird, but there's an inherent charm to it. Like it's not a like it's not bad in terms of it. It's not in bad bad as in like this is a terrible game. It's bad as in like what's point and laugh at it. It's not bad as in like you're a disappointment. It's bad as in like what's point and laugh at it. Because there's things in this game where it's like I fucking hate this game so much. The enemy placement. I hate the flea man. I hate the ghost in that game. But everything else, <laughs> everything else, everything else in that game is hilarious. And then um. Another thing is um, another thing. I, um, and but another thing I like is that the music is fucking incredible. It's the, it's the fucking music is just immaculate. I think the music is just like just some of the best music Castlevania has ever produced. And it's sad that like no, not too many people have played um, Castlevania. Have played that particular version of Castlevania, which is just called Haunted Castle. I think it should be on the arcade archives. So if you want to buy it, it's there for like it's there for like it's there for like seven bucks. So and mm. like I'll be honest with you, that's seven bucks well worth it. Because because one of the cool things about the about the arcade archives version is they took away the um they took away the the continuous things. Now you can actually beat the game. You can actually continue feed the way your way into the end of the game. Huh. so if you want at least something a little more more fair, the arcade archives version is right there. Or you can mm. be fucking insane and do hell play the game how I played it. Yeah. Alternatively, yeah. So, like I said, like I, I think after this, after the stream, I think I'm gonna play more Castlevania. I think I'm gonna play Castlevania Four because, like, I just want to get like, get that out of the way. So let's just see what happens. But you're telling me don't do it, but I want to. So let's see what happens. Um, no, I'm, all I was saying was just if you want to take a break, like you know, can you take a break and maybe do something else once. But you know, it's up to up to you, man. So yeah. So speaking of which, and that wraps it up for what we've been doing right now. What we what we've been up to. Why don't we talk about villains? Dangerous and scary. Who 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 in this list that we that we compiled is scary and dangerous? Rob, I kind of said it earlier on, but um, you take the who kind of want a who kind of want a uh, a vibe check or a baseline of this? Uh, you know, if you think about Spider Man the animated series from the nineties, right? For example, perfect example, simple example. You look at a character, a villain, like say the Kingpin. He's kind of your what you'd expect to run into. Not necessarily, not necessarily like to put him down or anything at all in terms of what he can do, but he's your basic like trying to accumulate wealth, power, territory, control, all this kind of stuff. Kind of villain. That's Kingpin, right? But then you have other characters who are go against the grain, or definitely not the standard thing. Who are like, say, more dangerous, more unhinged. More insane. You don't know what their what their deal is, one hundred percent, and like kind of thing. And they're just generally also way more of a threat or a menace for characters to deal with. For example, Carnage, Green Goblin, others like that. That gives you sort of an idea. Characters who are definitely on that side of just they are something for the protagonist to fight outright. Yeah, and they're just more of a menace of threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're more of a threat than than you're just a typical like you know that, that, that they're they're more they're much more threatening and much more like deranged and they have a little bit more 
they have they, they have less less morals than than say your than your typical villain. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, Rob, since you're the one who proposed this idea, and you're the one who's kind of like like kind of like like kind of like um doing a lot of a lot of work for it. Why don't, why, don't, why don't you like? Why don't you get us started then with like okay. characters? And so, so yeah, so to kick off the list for sure, we've got we've got some entries, all right. And I just I just started out like making out the you know, like lists of series, and I started adding some names to some of the lists, and then Ramsey's added some own own ideas of his own to them. So okay, so first off, we've got Yo Joe, or we got rather GI Joe, and one of the ones that jumped to mind immediately was Serpentor. Serpentor is definitely not the standard villain. In GI Joe, in the confines of that universe, nope, no fucking way. Oh, oh yeah, we should we should let everybody know right now because of because like we have so because there's so many moving parts, like so many with so many things. We're kind of like focusing just right now on like their and on, on their more notable animated equivalent. So in this case, we're, we're when it comes to GI Joe, we're talking about the we're talking about the '80s cartoon because like, if we take in consideration stuff like the comic books and any other iteration of the characters. We'd be here for days, weeks, months, years, just talking about one character and seeing what what like. Yeah, in other words, all the all the potential variants that you could explore would be a whole lot of problem. That's why I kind of tried to limit it to the scope of uh, cartoons, mostly. Yeah. Or animated cartoon depictions, just to kind of slightly trim out some of the excess other things you could potentially spin off into. So yeah. I mean, in the future, we might be able to spin off in the future, but for right now, because of the sake of because of the sake of simplicity and also for the sake of like just. Our own sanity. We we're we're we're, choo- we're choosing just like cartoon iterations, especially like the notable anime, especially like notable, not just the eighties version, because like there is some eighties ones, but there's also some nineties versions as well. So and also mm-hmm. some some from the aughts as well. So but keep going, yeah. there, Rob. But yeah, then Ramsey, you definitely added some other ones. Cobra Commander, but, I I agree with. Okay, but okay, question: hmm? Why is Serpentor dangerous or scary? Well, let's see about something. Okay. In my opinion, I mean, he's this amalgamation, to keep it simple, of all the other dudes, like, in terms of genetics, how he was created by Dr. Napoleon, yeah, yeah, Napoleon. Yeah, all, all these dudes within him, like, like to make Until him the into ultimate leader, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Sergeant yeah, Slaughter. He, it, it does take a legit amount to usually stop him, like, in terms of someone actually facing off against him. I mean, he is not like, yeah. anyone to take down. So, yeah. yeah and I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you... purposes in the movie, in the G.I. Joe animated movie, he practically killed Duke, or almost killed Duke, quote unquote. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking that he killed him. I'm, I'm going by that theory. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like, I, I will agree with you on that. It's just like something like, like, I think my problem is, it's like, um, with it is that, um, for me, like, he just because he just becomes as, as as incompetent as Cobra Commander at one point because, like, it because because of the structure of the show because you need mm-hmm. him to like just be a complete loser sometimes, and sometimes you just have like just have him just be like this. Otherwise, just like screaming dude who tells who just takes whatever idea that they that they throw at him. He's like, yes, yes, we'll do it. We'll do a telethon. Yes, yes. Like, yeah. But but I'll give you. But you made a good. But you but you made a good argument on something you I didn't that, that I completely forgot. Mm. And that is that it that it does take it does take a lot for these characters to take them down. Because again, the very first the very first episode, Arise, Serpento, Arise. If the most powerful Joe of them all, Sergeant Slaughter, can't take him out. He had to like literally bend over his knee to like get him. Then we got ourselves a problem. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> but yeah, then you made some additions, Ramsey. Okay, Cobra Commander, I can definitely already see already in his own right in ways. Even though there are times he does slip a bit, but other yeah. times he is also somewhat competent. But then other times it's like, eh. 
know. Yeah, because like some like and that's that's the problem too with with these with these with these with these cartoons, especially these eighties cartoons. Where it's, where it's like one minute these guys can be like the greatest, the, the biggest star of them all. And the other is like you're really gonna fucking put your name on the fucking you're gonna put your face on the fucking moon, dude. Really? Even Destro calls him out on, on it. He's like, dude, you're gonna you're essentially making space graffiti. Is that really what you want to do? Come on, you can do or, so much more. Or as we talk like the like the Cobra fans or the uh, fundraiser things on the all that yeah. stuff. like Cobra TV, like the satellite thing and all that, for example. Yeah, yeah, so something like, like that. When they're when they're editing when they're editing movies, like <laughs> like they're doing right now with AI. Who would have thought? He was, he was yeah. ahead of his. He was ahead of his curve. But there is there is a dangerousness, especially in the like the first mini the first couple of miniseries. There is like kind of like this edge to him, at least. And over um, time what? though, he yeah yeah. There's over time though, he, the fangs kind of came out. But I will say this, you know, he is kind of a scary looking dude when you take off the fucking when you take off the fucking helmet. I will say I won't say that the that that that, that scene where he where he's trying where, where him where him and um Bo Black are in the snow trying to like escape Cobra La, you know. I won't say that scene Cobra Karana didn't freak me out when I was a kid. So but it did. Hmm. Fair enough. The rest on the list, I can say also I can see already what you're gonna go with, but feel free to name those off and present them to us. Okay, my in my argument, I say Destro. Destro is a way more competent uh, mastermind than 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 Cobra Commander, especially in the terms of the cartoon. He's more he's smarter. He's a little more scheming. He he's an inventor. He has a really cool voice. Um, so he he falls more into the dangerous side of things. But Rob, would you, what what is your counter argument for this one? I don't really have much of a counter argument because yeah, Destro can be a legit threat as well, and a uh... Outright scary guy for some of the jokes to face. So I agree. Yeah. Moving on. So yeah, but I, I see I see it more as like he's just a dangerous, like he's just like top level threat. Um the dreadnoughts. Um the dreadnoughts, Zartan is the dreadnoughts. Zartan in particular. You're talking mm-hmm. about a guy who you're talking about a guy who can who can assume anything, any any um disguise he wants. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking threat right there. That's a that's like code level, that that is code level A, like you know, like what the fuck? Like you don't like, you know. Like you don't want to mess with this guy. The dreadnoughts, okay, they may be stupid, but I but I honestly believe in stupidity in numbers. Don't estimate stupidity in numbers. So mm-hmm. you get a bu- so like again, yeah, buzzer, ripper, and torch by themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but once you start adding like like monkey wrench and um, thrasher and uh, like Sarana and. Oh, Xandor and all, all those other guys. Then we start. Then it starts to come like a bigger, bigger problem. But like, okay, you, you like they're just these three goofballs here. But before now, you got a lot more of these goofballs and these goofballs and like all these goofballs and like together, that's where the problems start to arise. Yeah, I can sort of see that. Zartan, I agree with the Dreadnoughts. It's a mixed bag depending on which Dreadnoughts are around and what they're doing because the original three, especially, <laughs> yeah. Especially, oh, yeah, especially, especially Torch is kind nah. of um, to put it simply, he's a numbskull. Simply, I think, I think, I think the voice actor for Zartan called, said it best because he was on an interview on a, on a podcast once. And he said like they're all they're just three ne'er, they're just four ne'er-do-wells. There's four ne'er-do-wells. It's like yeah, that that sums it about right. They're just they're like they're, they're like they're more a threat to themselves than they are a threat to like others. Yeah. Some of the other ones yeah. are particular because uh, uh, some of the other dreadnoughts could be debated up and down, like between Torch and Monkey Wrench. Um, between which ones the dumbest ones, but you know. So anyway, um, yeah. So that's why I, I feel in the dreadnoughts is a mixed bad. Zartan is a threat, but then he also has his one crippling weakness of you know sunlight. Ah! Ah! 
or 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 his other or, or his other fear, which is which is putting your clock forward. Yeah. Anyways, um, the other one I put down here is uh, Major Blood. Um, sometimes okay. yes, but like usually I would say no. That's my counter already. There we go. Yeah, same here too. I'm, I only reason why I put him down just to like pad out the numbers. Because like <laughs> yeah, he's he's cool and he is a threat, but he it's like it, like to use American baseball terms. The guy is batting like a like like a hundred here, so that's like that's that's really bad. That's really bad if you're like batting that that low down. So, but I mean, the only thing he has got going from him, he just looks really cool and really intimidating. And like I said, I was just naming off. I was just naming off guys who are not like part, like I was trying to name off characters that are kind of like they're associated with Cobra, but not really Cobra. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, <laughs> like for example, our next one, we're gonna talk about Globulus. I know you put down something else, but like I kind of classify it with the same. Bunch of people as well. Yeah, yeah but Galabius and Cobra Lot themselves. Yeah, they go into the scary side because they're like they're snake people. Like, I mean, they're hideously deformed snake people for the most part. Mm-hmm. Well, not even for the most part. They are just hideously for for, for for everything part. They are just hideously grotesque, like you know, snake people. I mean, Galabius is just a, just a, just it, it, it's just a penguin with a, it's just a penguin with a with a fucking with a fucking like snake for for his legs. That's about it, really. Mm. The joke is because his voice by Bridger is Meredith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I know the joke. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I mean, and, and like, so I mean, and also too, it's like you know, uh, like they 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 go the body horror route with a lot of this thing, with a lot of their with a lot of their stuff. So it's like that's uh, <laughs> uh, bro, like just shrugging my collar, reminded of movies like The Fly and anything by by Cronenberg, where I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, your argument on this one, really quick. Uh, nothing to really add because actually I agree because yeah, they're they're a whole different kind of threat that no one else had really faced anyway. And yeah, you could also lump in just to do it for the sake of it for time and all that too. Anyway, Nemesis Enforcer as well. Oh yeah, the, the, oh yeah, they're the same faction. Even though arguably Nemesis Enforcer is actually in some ways more formidable than some of the other forces Galapagos mm-hmm. has. But yeah, I they're mean, just that, again. From- Thing to deal with, so yeah. I mean, again, again, if Co- if Sergeant Slaughter has a pro- has to ha- has to have a pro- has to have like a, a, a like a straight up like refight with him, then yeah, we have ourselves a problem. But she did. He had he had fought him multiple times, and he and like, he only barely won by the, the very end. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So that covers uh, GI Joe. Any other little thoughts before we hop off to the next one or what? I wish I can remember some like the more one-off villains because I Any think there's there's some like yeah, like the villains are something. Yeah, because I, I guess in the future, if we if we expand this list, like the one-off villains from the cartoon, like what's the name of like the guy who who ran the funhouse? Oh god, uh, that guy... uh, I'm blanking right now on that. Yeah, yeah. So we you can have him on that list because like he nothing's more deranged than a, than a big man child. Oh oh oh, um, 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 games master. Yes, him. Oh god. Oh my god, that guy. That that guy should be on that list. Fuck it, put him on there. That guy's like definitely. <laughs> That, that, oh my god, that, that that guy terrifies me, even to this day. Yeah, he's a psychopathic man-child who owns this island of uh, toys and shit that is deadly and all that stuff, and just trapped yeah. everywhere. And even like a mech, um, a giant mech-sized like, dragon dinosaur thing that will kill people if it wants to. And he can just become giant whenever he wants. Yeah, also. So, yeah, it's it's so it's, a, it's one of those episodes where you're like, oh my god, like the, like the, this guy, man. And like I said, what I like about that episode is like it literally is like one of those episodes where it's like, you know, this guy is dangerous for both of us. We gotta, we gotta do something. We 
Jill and Cobra had to like do something about this guy because this guy is a threat. The biggest threat to GI Joe and Cobra, a man child. Yeah, with an army of his own that he that he's built. So yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's definitely in that list as well. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, I was trying to remember sure. and if, and like you know if we you know someone punt any of like those weird one off villains like that. Yeah, we'll put him down. But like I said, I wish there was like more of these one off villains. Okay. Okay. Next up, we have Transformers Generation One, the original series. There's going to be a few Transformers entries for disclaimer. I practically did all this list. Um. For all this for all this entry because I think I yeah. know practically everything in one go. I think if you think of anything else, Ramsey, you'll free to add additions. So yeah. I, I said I said one or two. I said one. I'll, I'll give my argument. And you actually agree with me on this one, but keep going. Yep, yeah, yeah, but I know. So let's run down the list. And before I say it, also I realized also when I was form when I was forming this list that also this can also include depictions of characters that are sometimes heroes that have fallen, basically. Yes. So, in other words, one of the first examples that came to mind was from the episode Dark Awakening, Zombie Optimus Prime. Holy you know hell, you... that dude, in that in the course of that episode, after the events of the movie, after he had died, he is a threat for that whole episode. To well, everyone and help... everything around him. So, yeah. It doesn't help that that was an Acom episode, and they kind of, like, and, like, Acom episodes are kind of, like, poorly drawn in the, in the first place. And... The, the the poorly drawn like character the characters coupled with this with this terrifying story about uh, your about your about your uh, your former leader becoming a zombie mm -hmm. that's just unknown. that's just fucking uneasy all over the place like I said it just doesn't help that it just doesn't help that uh but it either helps or doesn't help is the fact that they added that that it was just poorly drawn it was a poorly drawn episode and that made that made that either made at that some point enhanced. yeah I understand what you mean I understand what you mean but at the same that time also. At the same time, also yeah. when you see when you see Optimus like the way he's just all battle damaged, yeah, as a zombie, like he's like he's back from the dead, but he's like obviously like you know still messed up from like what happened in the events of the movie, and all that we knew that what the Quintessons could really do was just you know I'll touch on them in a moment. We had no idea that they could do that. Yes, at that point in time, within anything that they could potentially resurrect a transformer and bring them back and reprogram them. Also, holy shit. You know? Oh, they tried. They tried. They tried. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's 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 my first starting one. Ramsey's real quick. What do you think on that? Um, I agree with you. And like I said, I made my I made my point clear. It's like it, it like I I I put him more into like the scary side of things. And like I said, he's more um uh, he's more unsettling. And like I said, the animation, the, the poor animation actually made it even more unsettling to me. So yeah, that's definitely on the list right there, just because of how unsettling it is. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, and then we have other ones here. So let's see. I'm going to touch the other ones. Nor slash Shaktikon or Shaktikons, plural. Yeah. You know, uh, we, know, we, know, we know the reason why. Exactly. Remember what happened I, in the animated movie? Oh, yeah. They, they, they fucking ate. They, they, um, they, they kill people with little, with little to no hesitation, like Kranix, the survivor yeah. of, uh, you know, what was the planet um, from, the, from the prequel called? Lithone. Lithone, yeah. From the start of the movie, that's right. Yes. So, for example, that, and that's just what the Quintessons actually do as well. So, yeah. Quick thoughts. Um, I'm I'm more like like they're just mindless. They're just mindless drones. I think they actually look kind of cool, to be honest. So, but mm -hmm. because like the thing, but the thing is for me, it's like it's they're like they're more tied to the they're more tied to the Quintessons, and I think they're they fall into the dangerous side of things. They're very yeah. conniving, very they're very plot they're very plot driven. They're, they all do all these evil things. So it's like they're just part of they're part of that, and I and so 
so for them to be that's for them to be a, big, a bigger part of that yeah they, they but by default they are kind of like this um they are kind of like the um they are just a bigger threat yeah well especially more so in numbers anyway but i mean their their alt mode is literally a giant beast that will literally just chomp and kill something to shreds yeah it's a it's a giant piranha it's a it's a giant piranha mm-hmm. yep exactly so and then next up in that same vein I call it the Alicon because they're also referred to in the series also as Shaktacons, but they're basically Quintesson guards that you see them also in the course of the, of the movie originally, and also in the Killing Jar, where one is a notable character, sort of. They transform from a bipedal humanoid mode to this reptilian-looking crocodilian or alligator-like alt mode with chomping teeth and uh, nasty appearance and all that kind of thing, and make them pretty damn dangerous for most things to fight. So, yeah. Alicons. And, yeah, I think I think those guys are a lot more of a threat than the than the than the Sharticons. So mm-hmm. I, I I put I put them more I put them more on the dangerous side of things as, as them just being a little bit more dangerous. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Unicron. What needs to be fucking said about Unicron? Yeah. Next. Yeah. Planet devouring dude. Super powerful. Takes so much to kill him or stop him. Period. If ever anyone can do. And, and he's still, Lordy, and still, we know people and he's tried still ticking, and he's uh-huh. still fucking ticking. Yeah, especially after the movie. For a time, yeah. Yes. Well, we don't oh. know because, like, for all, for all we know, if they would have made, if they would have made a proper season five, they would have they made a proper season four. They 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 would have continued. They would have continued doing more Unicorn shenanigans. What does it say within even the course of the events of the Transformers animated movie that Galvatron decides at one point in time, you know, near the end, you know, like. Fuck you, Unicron. I'm not down with this shit of you trying to wreck Cybertron now, for sure, and all that. Yeah. Rebels as well. Like, outright, proper, you know? Mm-hmm. The only thing tethering Galvatron to Unicron is, you know, the the link when he was reformatted Megatron into Galvatron. And then yeah. Colin, so, yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Quick thoughts on Unicron? Or agree, or what? I agree. No, 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 other, no other thoughts. Keep going. Okay. And then lastly... We have two sets of teams here, sub-teams within the Septicon ranks. We have the Terracons and the Predacons. Predacons for and- sure. Those guys, th- those guys are fucking mean to the fucking core. Like those mm-hmm. actually should have. Actually, I would put. I would actually put them on, on the dangerous side of things. Yeah, those guys definitely should be on the list. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't, haven't had much experience with the, with the Terracons, but the Sharticons definitely. Yeah. Well, the Terracons. The Terracons, in my opinion, whenever they've turned up and it's only been like a handful of episodes, it takes a lot to stop them. Like the first time is in Grimlock, Grimlock's New Brain. Yes. Where they were giving the other Autobots who were having, you know, their own issues going on at the same time, they were struggling until, yeah. you know, Grimlock literally, literally while on the side, built the Technobots, mind you. Somehow, yeah. Somehow. But anyway. Well, they he had a new brain. One episode. Hmm? Well, he had a new brain. That's why. Yeah, I know. And he was super smart and all that. And then showed up in like one or two other episodes before the before the end of season three, I think. Yeah, yeah something like that. And then they showed up in definitely in the rebuff. They were around enjoying the whole battling on Earth and Cybertron and all that kind of crazy shit. So they are also a threat in the similar vein of the Predacons. Maybe not always quite as effective, but they're in a similar vein as well. Yeah, but I think though, I think because of, because of like the Predacons are, are in more episodes and they do a little bit more. I think that's why I put them in the in that list. Mm-hmm. Any little thoughts to add, or not really, or what? Um, no. I mean, you hit, you hit them, you hit, you hit those really well. Yeah. Plus, also with the Terracons, um, you know, my counter, small counter of sorts is that uh, the Terracons have a dinosaur-like um, winged dude, 
they have two twin-headed dragons. They have a land shark thing, and then the other guy. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other guy. Yeah, other I, can't guy. His, I can't remember what his his inspiration was of Dominic, but yeah, I remember all the other ones mostly though. So yeah, because Cinder Twin and Ripper Snapper are both twin-headed dragons. So yeah, or Hydras or whatever you call them. So next up, Spider-Man the Animated Series, the one from the early nineties. We have a few entries for that as well. Uh, you, you want me to start it off, or do you want to start it off? I'll throw in a few because, like, I, I get, for the sake of time and simplicity, I, I like we'll just super run a few of these, and then we'll leave these for like another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's start off. Let's start off with Venom, um, a symbiote who can who's controlling a man who's who's really angry at Peter Parker. You know, it's it's a perfect mix of like. Uh, it's a perfect mix of, of a dead, of a deadly, of, of, of an already deadly virus, of a, de- a deadly parasite, latching onto a man who's like already kind of mentally unstable as is. So mm. I, I'm like you know, for for like I, I put him, I put him in that, I put him on the, I, I put him in that, I put him in that list with like like the like for reform though, because eventually over time the anime series he does kind of reform, just like he does in the comic books. Yeah. But he is a threat. He is a threat, and he is kind of he is scary, and he is kind of like very intimidating. So. That's that. That's how I. That's that's my thoughts. Your thoughts? Yeah, similar. Because I mean, yeah, we, Venom set a tone for sure when it came to the symbiotes, and it got even more so dangerous when you factor in our next combatant or entry, rather. What is that combatant? That being Carnage, Cletus Cassidy. So yeah. So think of Carnage. I think think of Venom, but take away all of the take away at least take away the moral the, the moral fiber of him. And that's car and that's Carnage. End of story. Yeah. He's a very dangerous motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Even when we first even see, even within the uh, animated series, uh, with Cletus Cassidy, before he becomes Carnage, we see he's like, just bomb the, the shit of this building with this people inside because he's a batshit crazy dude. So, you know. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, he, he is like legit insane. I mean, he's like a legit insane character in all media. Mm-hmm. But, you know. If they if they if they're looking for if they if you want to like prove like how, how how much this guy how deep how much of a deep end he can go and how much how powerful he is and stuff like that in terms of like insanity and like dangerousness the the TV the the, the TV show is a, is a good way of is a good way of showing it yeah for sure and uh, yeah like Venom was also one of those ones because just his abilities his Spider Man and the Jet Challenge as well but then he also has little things that like he can't be detected and other things also I forgot about yeah. also. So that adds yeah, something to him as well. So yeah, yeah, and both that also applies to Carnage. That applies to Venom as well. Like that's why he came on such a that was that's why he had such a hard time because it's like, like you had a guy like again you had a guy who had a, who had an axe grind with not just Spider Man but also with Peter Parker. So when you had a guy who can who can who can basically like be stealthy and, and do all the stuff he wants to do like behind the scenes, Venom is like and wants to do all that stuff to you. It's like yeah, Venom is, a, is like a legit threat. Um. I'm gonna sniff around a few of these, and why don't we talk about the hobgoblin? Um, let needs. Um, he like the thing is okay. I he's an, he's an insane character, but he really is like at the end of the day, just a guy just out for money. And that, that's kind of like the big problem with that. That's kind of like my biggest problem with uh, with, uh, with the hobgoblin is that it's like it's the green goblin without the edge. You know what I mean? Sorta. Mm-hmm. But your argument on this one? Um, I find with hobgoblin. Before Green Goblin turned up, he was sometimes something of a bit of a threat at times. But then I yeah. feel like later he did kind of lose out more because obviously when Green, when Green Goblin came in, he was obviously the better Goblin, and he also wasn't. Um, yeah, he wasn't held back. 
He wasn't yeah. held back by. He wasn't held back at all. He he like legit was going. He actually went for the jugular nine times out of ten. Yeah, so that's definitely a noteworthy thing when it comes to you know Green Goblin and Hobgoblin actually in that regard because Norman Osborn was definitely a presence around in the series and that kind of thing. And uh, there were events and things that led up to him becoming uh, going off the deep end to put it simply. And then yeah, when things finally snapped like uh, say Kingpin fucking around and uh, oh, actually fucking around and finding out that. <laughs> Well, this is what happened when when he didn't know this this was Norman, and uh, you know what? This is what when the voices in your head, Ramses, tell you to uh, to burn things or to do things. So yes, you know. so yeah, that's Green Goblin in that in that nutshell and that kind of thing. Round and, one. I, and yeah, and I was gonna say like you know if like like we might as well kill two birds with one stone here because like you you mentioned because the Green Goblin is on that list, and because and because of what you just said, because this guy is just more. He's more reactive. Like he doesn't give. He he absolutely gives zero fucks whatsoever. Green Goblin is both both scary and dangerous at the same time because he's uh, uh, completely unhinged when it comes to when it comes to it. To the point where even the Hobgoblin's even having problems trying to fight him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it loses in that goblin in that quote unquote Goblin Wars. Actually, in fact, anyway. Yes, that's a re- that was a really cool that was a really cool episode by the way. Uh, um, who else? Who else on the list is kind of jumping out to you from the Spider Man entries? Well, Morbius comes comes to mind because, like, um, well, because, like, you know, all memes aside about the movie, I mean, he is actually a legit, he is actually a credible threat, and I think the TV show actually, actually, the cartoon, this cartoon in particular, actually made him like a legit threat. And um, yeah, I really, I really enjoy the character in this cartoon because of, because of like the way they, the way they made him like this, because he's not really, he's not really like, um, like he's not really evil. He's more tragic, but you get to feel that tragedy within him, and I feel like that's something that like that gets lost in the media with him, because mm-hmm. you know, thanks to the fucking memes. Um, thank you, thank you very fucking much, Jerry Leto. Um, the, like you know, they, they got lost that he's just this tragic figure that like he's just this dude who like you know he he wanted to hear himself, but he ended up becoming a monster because of it, and because of that, like he kind of he kind of feels he kind of has to atone to what he's done. I feel like, and I feel because of that, he's uh, very dangerous. Also, too, it's like they made him in the, in this animated series. They kind of like made him more bat-like. They gave him like this more bat-like, disfigured like um, appearance. And also, too, he's an energy vampire in in this um, in this iteration. And he has these things that he has these suckers that come out of his he's come out of his hands now, and that's fucking terrifying. Even more terrifying than fucking than being fucking like bitten to death. Yeah, and he always just needs to quote, "I need plasma." So yeah. Yeah, so we all know what the technical term is for that if you read between the lines. So, you know, plasma. Yeah, plasma, plasma. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, even then, like I said, he's just, a, he's just a great villain overall. But like, you know, in terms of like intimidating, in terms of like being dangerous, he is kind of dangerous. But in terms of being scary, yeah, he is kind of scary, especially like since, like I said, he's kind of like, they kind of drew him to be like half, they kind of drew like some bad like proportions to him, especially on like, his face. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, that can. That is kind of unsettling, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to move on to X-Men? Uh, or what other one you want is, to There's one or two other little ones I want to touch on, the Spider-Man ones, but uh, yeah. So oh. uh, I would say two or three of them are jumping out at me, really. First off, Man-Spider. This is real quick and simple. Another example of the fallen hero thing in the in the really bad fucking way. Man-Spider. When, mm-hmm. when, the, when the mutation shit or the... Uh, or the Genetic fuckery gets out of hand with Spider-Man for a time, and that even happened in the comics too as well. But yeah, where you grow extra arms, your powers started fucking fucking around beforehand, and then you just turn into this multi-eyed 
thing that is just out of control. Holy shit! So yeah. Yeah, it's, again, un- it's, un- it's un- unsettling. Uh, like it, it, it takes off the unsettling and dangerous parts really well with that one. Yeah. And the other two that I want to give a quick mentions to, first off, the lizard. This is simple to get why lizard with Kurt Connors. Yeah, he, he, he just wants to make... Is, yeah, it's kind of like the Morbius tale, except in the sense that uh, like even worse, because this is a dude who's just trying to find a way to regrow his arm. Simple as that. And it just backfired him on backfired on him in the worst fucking way possible. All of it. And, and also too and also be too because of his mutation, he wants to he wants to make other he wants to make other people into into lizard people as well, which is kind of kind of a dick move to be honest. Yeah. Well at least Wait, example, at least in the animated series he turns around anyway, at least anyway yes. at the very end. But yeah. Thanks to some some brain smarts from uh I think Reed Richards and Peter Parker. I think. That's what I was going to say. I think. I think it was. I think it was Reed Richards that kind of like they had to work together in Secret Wars to do to like work together to stop something. Anyways, keep going. And then lastly, real quick, Doctor Octopus. This is a tragic tale of a decent man, like in so many other depictions, getting fucked over by fate. It seems like, mm-hmm. and all that. He's not yeah. evil by choice, but he's just unfortunately sort of mentally not. Same as what he once was, and just falls in a bad way, and just tries to, you know, do his research in other ways. At least in the first debut episode, but he's just so intimidating with those tentacles as well. At the same time, that he's just he's just a different man compared to what he once was. Simple. And also, too, also too, it's like he's a he's, his intelligence is also a, a huge a huge factor into why he can be very dangerous. Like he's not he's a, he's not the kind of he's not the kind of villain. You have villains that are just like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm here, I, I'm here to do stuff. Like, I'm, I'm here to do what I need to do. But then you have ones who are like calculating and very, like, you know, motivated by what, they, what, they, what they're doing mentally. And like, that's where, and that's where I think Doctor Octopus is very dangerous and like being very mentally, mentally well prepared for a lot of things. Yeah. Anyway, so X Men, uh, Ramsey, what jumps out to you when you, when you look at the X Men animated series? What do you want to start uh, with? Let's start off with, um, let's start off with Juggernaut, man. Let's start with the juggernaut. An unstop a guy whose ability is unstoppable force. Literally. Thank 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 thanks to the thank thanks to the thanks to the cron, what was it? The Cronin Crystal? Oh no, the Citrac uh, gem or something. The Citrac gem? Like he is an unstoppable force that you that no one can stop. Like the once once he gets momentum, you cannot stop him. And he might be a petty thief and he might be like he, he might be very petty with his with his like with his grudges, especially with his with his um, half brother, Professor X. Mm-hmm. But in, but he is dangerous. He is a dangerous mf'er. He is a dangerous mf'er because of because of like because of the ability the abilities he wields by, alone. I can agree. I mean, and also the, those powers put him on the level of like strength of like Hulk level as well, and that kind of deal. So it's yeah. Bad. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like like I said, like he might be he might be very petty with like, his stuff, but what 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 he makes up, but he makes it up by but he makes up his his um dangerousness for being having a lot of dangerous abilities and. Underneath his, underneath his, like in his toolbox. Hmm. How about uh, you? What sticks out? Oh, my favorite, uh, Mister Sinister. He my favorite. He's my favorite out of the X Men villains easily as well. Apocalypse is fun in his own way for his hamminess and his his way of escalating things, but Mister Sinister has this level of evil, charm, underhanded, scheming, strong, legit threat. And he's always out for his own agenda kind of thing, whereas Apocalypse seems to be every so often trying to do something that will uh, 
just fuck up all of humanity or uh, on occasions like uh, destroy the time stream or something <laughs> crazy yeah. shit. That's just apocalypse. That's just apocalypse. I've already just nailed him in like a few sentences. Yeah, two mm. sentences. But yeah, Mr. Sinister has his own deal, plus he also has his little sort of, I would call, micro-obsession with uh, Scott Summers and all that stuff. I was well, about to say, bit, my my yeah. argument my argument for me, like why he's a very dangerous villain, is because you got a guy who's gunning for the fucking leader of the team. A guy who who will relent, who's relentlessly doing shit in like the cartoon, it's uh, even even if it's just a cartoon, you can tell. In, even in the cartoon, in the, con- the cartoon continuity, Mister Sinister is one bad dude who wants to, wants who wants to get he wants to get at Cyclops, and he realized and like that's a really smart thing, just picking at everybody one by one, as opposed to like going after everybody in, like as opposed to like going after everybody in like one fell swoop, and like that's the thing like the biggest I think that's like the biggest um, separation between say Apocalypse and Mister Sinister. Where Mr. Sinister, he's more plotting. He'll like try. He'll he'll do his. He, he'll he's willing to wake you out. In that he'll like destroy you. Like he, it's water torture, basically. Every <laughs> little drop that falls on your head, it may not. Um, it may not. It may not accumulate too much right now. But once it starts to once it starts to, over time, over time because of the sheer because of the sheer amount of relentlessness he's doing at you and going at you the same thing and doing it in one particular place, that's when you start to break. And that's why yeah. I think Mr. Sinister is a very dangerous villain in that in that in that regards. Plus, it's a, look at his general appearance. He's like this very like metallic. I wouldn't really call him outright vampire, but sort of vampiric like appearance, but with like techno organic like elements to him as well. Yeah. And then the sharp teeth and just the pale skin and everything, and just he's just intimidating. Uh, it's all hell as well. Um, you know? um, confession: When I was a little kid, I thought he was like Colossus's brother. They both had that, that same kind of haircut. What the? Fuck? What? Yeah. Well, my brain just processed that, Randy. My brain just processed that. Yeah, I, I'm talk- I'm not kidding you. That's what. That's what. That's what. That's what I, I, I found. I can say that, but I just heard that. My brain just had a, like a, a moment to like process that. Yeah, it's like your brain had to like load. I had to like load like you know thought that exe. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, um, but yeah, he is he doesn't really to me, but like you know his, his overall look, and I I do really like the look at of him. I mean, and I and I like this. They made that late. I didn't realize they they made an episode like later on, like very in that last season where they're like, you know, we'll give you one more season. What the fuck? And they're like, and they made a really good episode with him. And really, oh yeah, his, really, his, his his origin story thing of sorts. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, that. Little, mm-hmm. Yeah, like because like, like they said like, yeah, we'll give you one more season. Like you can do whatever you guys want because like they're already done on you. But they're like, yeah, we'll give you guys one more. We'll give you guys one more season. They just did like these. They did these crazy. They did like these crazy episodes. And I was like one of them, and like that really was a really cool episode. Okay, so who else is on the X Men list is jumping out at you, Ramses? Do you want to speak? Dark on? Phoenix. Go ahead. Um. Okay, you're you're a galaxy destroying entity, and you already are mentally unstable as is. And then they decide that, and then they decide to fuck around with your brain so much more to the point where even the CR like, no, she has to go. She has to die. We this has gone too far. She has to go. That. My friend is too. That 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 that's, that's already that yeah. that's a threat. That's a threat and a half. She is scary and dangerous because like she's a person that she's a person that that people love. You know, especially if you're Wolverine and or Cyclops. And yeah. And not only that, you also have this. You also couple the fact it's like she is. She's a, she's a walking time bomb. And yeah. everything that, that led up to led up to her being the Dark Phoenix was just not cool at all. That was everything leading up to it was just not cool at all. <laughs> and it really was that no, they had no choice at that point. 
but to do what they had to do with with uh with with Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Well, also I was going to say because now I'm going to my little point real quick is another example of a fallen hero in a very bad way. Also, yes. And if you mean the stuff leading up to that, do you mean the stuff with the Hellfire Club? If you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm coughing. Sorry. That's right. Where they, you know, where they literally adapted that stuff like very similarly from the comics, including the bit of Wolverine underneath the uh, club <laughs> making his way back up and uh, very ticked off at shit. So, you know, and uh, that whole thing of uh, basically, yeah, they're manipulating King uh, Grey, Grey Phoenix to be, you know, their uh, new uh, Black, Queen, Black, Black Queen. Yeah, they're Black Queen. Yep, pretty much. Also, I'll also, shout out, shout, shout out to, shout out to the, shout out to the writers and like the people who made the series. I was surprised they actually got away with actually showing like a gentleman's club. Yeah, that that was something I, I did not expect when they when it, when they were when they were doing when I was watching the episode. I was like, wow, they actually went full on with the with the Hellfire Club. They didn't yeah. like they didn't half ass it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that's that on regards to Dark Phoenix. Like, yeah, not a fallen yeah, hero so, instance. Yeah, yeah, for fallen sure. instance, but it's a fallen hero. It's like, oh shit, this is in, this the, is in one bad. of those very bad ways. Yeah, also. Like mm -hmm. this is like this is like this is a fallen hero in all the worst ways possible. Like not only is she not, not not only is she like a fallen hero, but you also have her being ultra powerful, like just being like beyond 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 um human comprehension powerful. And we had all that together, it's like it's just I don't know what you're gonna do with all that, Sebastian Shaw. Thanks a lot, asshole. Yeah. So is, is there anything more on the X-Men side you want to bring up? Uh, with X-Men, uh real quick. Let me see. Uh this two, because I already touched on we already, I already touched on Apocalypse in brief anyway. Yeah. Like, I give the due credit in lots of ways, but like I already summed them up easily enough anyway. So, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm torn between these two, and you, you might almost get why. Um, because they're both rival... They're both arch enemies of a, uh, a certain man with a snickety-snick claws. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Sabretooth. Classic Sabretooth from the 90s period and all that stuff, late 80s, 90s. Mm -hmm. Nothing needs to be said about this dude about Victor Creed. He is, he is an unhinged serial killer, crazy mother effer. So there. Well, not just so, that. It's like not, again, it just goes back to the whole thing with Mister Sinister. It was like when you got a man who's just one with just one mindset, which in this case killed Wolverine. That's when you get. That's when you get like the dangerous side of. The, that's when you get the dangerous and scary side of things. Because like he's already, he's already, he's already this big. He's already this big brooding mutant as is. And now you have to end the fact that this guy just wants to kill Wolverine and just kill Wolverine? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then part of it even goes back to their older days when the, at one point in time they were uh, friends at one point in time. At least. Uh huh. And they so... were all going to be part of Weapon X, but, you know, something happened at Weapon X that led to, that led to all this, all, all so many messes happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, real quick, because we can touch on him, he's notable from the X Men stuff as well Omega Red. Yeah, we were oh, talking boy, about this Omega stuff. Red. Mm -hmm. We were talking about this off stream, but like we forget Red exists and how much of a legit threat he is. Yeah, because like you know, it, again, it goes back to the whole thing of like, well, as we said with with, with Sabretooth, it's like when you got a guy who's actually out for vengeance, that's like the kind that's the kind of unhinged dangerousness you got to be very careful of. Mm. And so you got a guy who didn't quite cut it for Weapon X, but they're like, yo, let's do the next best thing. Let's give you Russian technology. And they and they already made it. They already made this mutant already with like they already made this mutant as this. They already gave him carbanium um, alloy. Like like tentacles come out of his body. Fuck. Yeah, and he can drain energy and all that kind of shit. And just yeah, he's dangerous. And like I said, also, like I said, also too, it's like he's also like a legit like 
and he's also a guy who wants to kill Wolverine. So it's like, well, you got it. So that checks off like there should be like we should have like a check mark of like things that that, are, that that make a villain dangerous or scary. Which is like if you have one mindset, that's when you're that's when you're very dangerous. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right. So yeah, I agree with a lot of stuff with Mega, Mega Red. I can't really add anything else to him. So yeah. All right. So where do you want to go to next? It's your choice. Okay. Real quick, I will say that I can touch on Street Sharks and do the two that I put in there real quick. And go for it. Just agree or whatever stuff for that, the all and all that. Because here's the thing with Street Sharks, and I will say this all here and now when I was thinking about all this stuff with regards to the series and all that. Dr. Paradigm slash Paranoid is whatever. He's a wanting to take over the world villain, like I kind of reckoned anyway. Flash and Slobster are just forgettable dumbasses, pretty much. They're uh-huh. not really a threat. Killamari is one of the more notable new sets of waves of uh, henchmen that come in. He's actually somewhat of a threat, at least for a time, before he eventually slowly becomes just a uh, dumbass and eventually fades into the background, but yeah. And he's like, you know, because he's uh, mutated, or, you know, mutated uh, giant um, squid. Mm -hmm. And he has stingers that can poison people and fuck them up, and if if he hits you with them, because he shoots them out of his body from holes... So, yeah, that's him. That's Killer Murray. Done. Done so. Reptile. Uh, this dude is... You get a tiny bit before he actually... The, the character who becomes Reptile. He is a dude who, unfortunately, just gets a bit of bad luck on his side that leads him to being swayed by Paradigm to be become one of his dudes because of... Uh, he lost his, uh, his, his hotel business and got fucked over by the street sharks on accident. So mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? I can do something for you, my friend. I can give you a chance to get back at the sharks. And he gives him basically a bunch of eel traits into all into one kind of thing, and also stuff with like electric eels, like powers and nasty sharp teeth and all that kind of thing, and all this like a slimy, like back tail and that kind of thing, and all this kind of deal. Like he's kind of grotesque and he's dangerous for a time as well. So yeah, that's reptile. Also, if you have any thoughts, feel free to say anything. If not, we can just jump to the next thing. So. Yeah. Um, no thoughts. Like, no, like I, I had no real connection to the, any of these characters. Okay. Okay. Where do you want to go next? Let's skip around to... Let's skip around to... Um, let's skip around to Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Okay, look. Um, the one that, the one I put down here, that, the one, I, the one that, 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 that kind of stood out the most when you, when we put, when, when, when you put this, when you actually had this one down, and, I, and we kind of hammered down, like, what we wanted to do. The Purple Man. Uh, yeah, I know why. Mm-hmm. You're so you're so okay. Being around this guy is already bad news, and you manipulate Tony Stark, the most brilliant man in that in that universe who has all these armors. That's a plus right there. That is no that that is totally fucking evil. That is totally fucking dangerous. That is fucking totally fucking scary. Ten out of ten. Good job. GGS. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. Anyone who can get inside their heads and just outright control them, yeah, is already pretty bad already. And our, and but the but controlling the right person is another thing. And he controlled the very the very the controlled the uh, the person you you should be controlling, which is Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. And again, that led to a, that led to a really good episode of the series. And I, that's why I was like, no, this guy has to be in there. Okay, fair I enough. think afterward, I think too afterwards, like Doctor Doom captures him. I can't remember on that detail actually. Yeah, no, I think after, but yeah, that, that I think like then like but yeah, it was like you're like it was a, it was a, it was a hard fight for the Avengers, but like. Again, when you can already manipulate when you can already manipulate people into doing whatever you want, 
and and then coupled with the fact you're kind of already manipulating like the smartest man in that universe that has an armory of like weapons that can kill anybody at his disposal that that, that, that several of his fingers yeah that that's uh that, that's a that's a recipe for uh, that's a recipe for disaster yeah ah uh, there's so many from that show um I would say also Red Hulk is definitely a pretty notable one because he's literally the same thing as the Hulk, except in some ways worse. Mm-hmm. He has flame powers, he can absorb energy, and instead of being just, you know, the mind of someone simple, we know that technically it's Thunderbolt Ross behind him. Uh-huh. So that's a bad combo if you get on the wrong side of the guy behind the Red Hulk also anyway to begin with. Anyway, so yeah, that's Red Hulk. So short and yeah. simple. Well, there we go. Again, again, it goes back to the level what we keep on saying. The more dangerous a villain is when they're one, when they're one, when they have one mentality. And in this case, when you piss off when you piss off uh, Thunderbolt Ross, that's when things get that's when things that's when things just become a huge problem. That's what makes him a very dangerous person. Never, never underestimate person that's after just one thing and one thing only. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, any other ones jump out or not really or what? The the leader. The leader. I mean, he 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 transformed the entire he transformed the entire city into fucking gamma monsters. He turned the Avengers into gamma monsters as well. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That that the gamma world two parter. Yeah. Yes. I forgot about that shit. Oh damn. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. So so you already got you already got you so you already got the the, the polar opposite of the Hulk, a, a intelligent being who can who could outsmart everybody. Who's already kind of like done? He's kind of already done his magnum opus and just transformed everybody into and, and pretty much transformed everybody to. To Gamma monsters, including some of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's uh, that that's uh, that's that's pretty dangerous in my book, in my in my opinion, in my opinion. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Agree, agree, agree. Uh um, I would throw out for Ult- uh, not Ultron, um, Kang, Kang first because he is willing and has the power to like manipulate time and technology that is far beyond anyone or anything. Yeah, on average, I, that he can uh-huh. fuck around with people. He almost killed um, Captain America and Iron Man multiple times in that series as well. Mm-hmm. Anytime he showed up, and just he's a de- he's very determined, but he's and he's also very stubborn or bullheaded that he's not willing to like consider working with them rather than working against them to try to change the course of history or something to like make things better so that his future isn't wiped out to save mm-hmm. his his uh, his uh, love of his life. Princess Ravana. So yeah. Yes, and you can tell that they, they took that that like that the MCU is taking a lot of cues from from it's taking, it's taking a lot of cues from this story from the story from, from Earth Mighty Heroes because I think a lot of the stuff that 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 they're using from Earth Mighty Heroes they're using it like currently right now and stuff like uh like you know at, at, in Quantum Mania also I think they're using it too in the second season of Loki as well where they introduced where we already have Kang already present yeah mm-hmm. so it tells you. So I mean, so you already got a villain who's already like a dangerous villain who can control time itself. But I do like the fact that he's kind of like the the story's kind of transcend that it kind of transcends transcends the um the, what's going on transcends the TV show and now we're seeing it like in, in other media as well. In this case, we're seeing it in the movies. Yeah. Is there anybody else? Oh, I I also got this thought. Also, we did see an instance of the Council of Kangs in that one, also as well. Back then. Oh, that's right. That's right. We did. Whereas there's not just one Kang. There is multiple Kangs out there, and they can, on very rare occasions, if they decide it's worth it in worthy of their interests, to come around and fuck with time to save perhaps one timeline, becoming multiple timelines where they get fucked over and get wiped out or something. 
Yes. So I really Pretty appreciate much. that. There's a, there's a, there's there's layers to 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 um, to to Kang the Conqueror, mm-hmm. but you know it's really the and I think like you know either, either you really do him as a, as this dopey guy who can, who can work who's just a time time dude, or you do this and I think doing this was I think like the best choice they did with the character. Yep, yep, yep. Um, apart from that, uh, Ultron. Um, he had build up and he became mm-hmm. so damn powerful in the similar vein of Kang, but for other reasons because. Ultron beforehand was this basic robot, but then he mm-hmm. became more and more slightly advanced that he became... When he went rogue, he went rogue in the worst kind of way possible. That he decided that humanity is flawed and needs to go and gets wiped out, and nothing is going to stop him. Period. At all. Yeah. And that's a, that was one of the things I liked about Ultron. It's like There was a slow, very slow escalation to this. Like You don't even... like That's so slow, in fact, that you, at first you don't even think twice about it. Like You know what's going to happen, but you, mm-hmm. but you know, like you think it's gonna happen. You know, you don't know when it's gonna happen. That's 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 the scary part. Yeah, but also you know at the same time that it is likely to happen at some point because it's Ultron. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not gonna like he's gonna be very good forever. It's gonna eventually the hat's gonna drop or something or the shoes gonna mm-hmm. drop. But you know, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, what next? Um, I want because the thing is, like, I I want to do gargoyles, but. Um, I can't remember what shit about the gargoyles for the most part. So why don't you want to take why don't you take the wheel for this one? I can only touch on some of them a little bit because I only know I only, I only touch on some a little bit that I kind of remember. Okay. Um, Balog, the evil, corrupt clone of Goliath with super intelligence and everything. He's literally the dark opposite of Goliath, created literally by named- someone else. Like I think it's Doctor Severus. I think created him. Mm-hmm. However, the other dude who does the other genetic stuff, like the uh, the mutates and other things in the series, as yes, well? I um, believe so. But I was gonna say he's so he's he's the polar opposite. That it's it's literally Goliath's name backwards. Mm-hmm. It's an anagram. Yeah, yeah. Then we have Coldstone. Coldstone is a messed up deal. Coldstone was that mishmash of other gargoyle statue parts mm-hmm. and cyborg tech to make a one gargoyle. But the unfortunate thing is, in his mind, he is far from sane because he has his original personality from the main one, his wife, and then a third one who is outright batshit and evil. So, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That was Coldstone, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. I can put that, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one because like, this one is the one I, I nominated. This is the one that kind of like jump, jump started everything. Mm-hmm. Xanatos. Xanatos mm-hmm. himself, the main bad guy of this fucking series. Talk about a bad guy. Talk about a bad guy you want to fucking love to hate. So I mean, anytime that any like he's so like he's always one step of everything. He's so cool and cool, cool and calm and collective that you know, it, like like he literally can like he he can literally outplay you. Like he can out he can outplay you. Like like he or he already outplay you the minute you're the minute he's already he minute he, you minute you make your first move. That's how how scheming this guy is. Like he will he will. He's he's he, he looks at the he looks at the bigger picture, and looks at the things in the long run. And when the thing when things finally come together, it's like he he or he already has victory. And there is absolutely nothing you can do about it because he he played you to right exactly where he needed you to be. That my friend is a sign of a, a dangerous villain in my opinion. Yeah, there's literally a, a thing that got named after him, the Xanatos Gambit. Yeah, because well. yeah, it's, it's he leaves you in a, a no win situation whatsoever. So it's like if they can if they can do that. If they can name a trope out of that, then you then you must have done something right. Because Xanatos has potential plans on top of plans on top of backup plans or something to win. 
yeah, see, he's, he, he, again, he, he's, he's think he's thinking long term. He's not just thinking mm-hmm. like he's not like other villains will think like in, in the spur of the moment or they'll think like like short term. This guy is like thinking twenty years in advance. Uh-huh. He is he is playing he he, he is. You know how they make, you know how they make the joke of like the guys playing two D chess. Um, he's playing twenty D chess. <laughs> that's how. That's how. That's how. That's how. That's how. That's how mentally prepared Xanatos is compared to everybody else. Yeah, he, it's uh-huh. already checkmate the minute that he you make your first not even the first move when you even enter that door and you you already lost. There is no way. There is no way out. Yeah. Ah, uh, and lastly but not leastly, Demona. What needs to be said about her, Ramses? What needs to um, be said? That she's a really complicated villain. That, 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 in, that, in ways, but she's also a woman scorned in the worst ways possible. Exactly. That's all I'm gonna say. It's like, like they're like she's a woman scorned and she wants vengeance, but she's, but she's also kind of like has this air of like understanding. Like, okay, I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I really want this. So she's um she's so she's not only is she not only is she determined to get what she wants and she wants revenge. But she also wants to, but she also understands what she's doing is wrong. That's that takes a, that takes a lot for that takes a lot for a villain to understand that like it takes it takes one thing to be a villain, but it takes another to realize that you're on the wrong side of things and what and you realize that if that in order to get what you want, you have to be on this side, and that takes a lot for for a character for that. So I wouldn't classify her as I wouldn't classify her as scary or dangerous. I classify her in a, in a whole different in a whole different thing of like you know you're. Like you're kind of like you kind of already made your mind up, and you're kind of already at this at this point. You like there is no other way. There, there's there's no return. There is no point of no return for you at this point. You might yeah. be able to be redeemed, but at the end of the day, you're like she's only after for herself, and because of like everything that that's gone on in her life. Yeah, there's an there's a level of intimidation factor with her. It works in a different way in different ways for her. Yeah. Yeah. Also, shout out uh. to also shout out to uh, um, Star Trek: The Next Generation, and just no particular reason. Well, so, well, so much of Star Trek, PNG, and Voyager of voice cast and such was in that yes. series anyway. Yeah. That's a joke. All, they all just swarmed into that series for some reason. Alrighty, let's yeah. let's keep on going here. What do you want to jump to next? Let's do let's do let's do let's do mine. I'll take over this one if you want. Yeah, do go ahead. Master- I, I, I know it is. I know it is. Let's do let's do some Masters of the Universe time. We start off with Skeletor. Um, he's a guy. He's a guy with a skull face. Like how how scary is that? Yeah, how much more scary can you, can you get than that? There are some things that are worse than that, but not by much. So it's like he's already he's already scary as is. So much so that like a lot of the episodes were banned at the time in France. Seriously? Yeah, because like he because they, they, they because they helped, because they didn't like they didn't like how he had a skull face that they tried to use as, as very little skeletal episodes as they can. Jesus Christ, I don't know how to call that thing. Hmm. But but yeah, I mean he's and like the thing is like. He might, he might be like, he, he might be one of those villains that, 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 that like, uh, like, like we nowadays we kind of associate him as being this guy who like overly bombastic and just says, "You bumbling nimbuscles, you wanted to do something right for a change." Like he's always screaming st- stuff like that at, at like yeah, at everybody. Yeah, I know, I know. The way he tends to insult people and like just yeah, loud so, and, and loud and in charge kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but there is there is an intimidation to him, and he does, you know, and, and there isn't like there isn't like this inherent like incompetence. That's the thing I realized that as time has gone on. Like, he's not really incompetent, to be honest. He's just like, like you know, he's not. He's not really. Uh, he's not really like. Like he, in reality, he is kind of smart, but like he kind of like bites off more than he can chew. I think that's his biggest flaw is that he thinks he he thinks he can do. He's he's like a 
he thinks he can take he thinks he can do something but he's it's already but it, it does more harm than good for for him at least but it's not that it but it's not that he doesn't try either so he it's so at least on his in that regard he's not at least trying and also too um you gotta realize one thing he like he's he's come up on top many times when he he knows when to like give up at the right time and just be like no we're done i'm not gonna i'm not flexing against this guy or it's like no i'm done here we're not having this fight at all or uh, see layer fuckhead i am gonna do things on my own what he did with hordak speaking of hordak hordak um my, my problem with hordak is that like like um i, I like hordak as like the as a concept of a character but like i think like what 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 um i think what what kind of killed it for me was that one he kind of like they kind of gave him like that pig that that pig um snot whenever he talks yeah, the the, the snout like nose bit and what? Yeah, yeah, he's not like this. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I can't take you fucking seriously. But yeah. I'll give him, I'll give him this. Unlike Skeletor, who like he's a bit like Skeletor too, where he bites off more than he can chew. But what where he actually does shine a lot is that he uses his he uses his abilities to his advantage, and he already has a world already in his grasp already. Or, or a few worlds, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so it's like already, already, already. He's already got Etheria like already in his in his fingertips already. It's just like the the rebellions are the ones giving like a hard time. Yeah, fair enough. Because so, uh, my thoughts on them, real quick to summarize, uh, Skeletor, he also has had times where he's had legit chances of winning as well with some of his things, with some of his schemes, spells, and other things, and and uh, plans and such and all that kind of thing. And then other times it's just been bad luck or things of. Just going wrong, or just He Man mostly falling everything. Whereas Hordak, Hordak, he sometimes, in my opinion, this is my counter for him, he gets a little overconfident and arrogant and all that stuff, and um, he comes across sometimes as kind of punkish compared to Skeletor sometimes. Yeah, that, that might that might be that, that, that I will agree on you on that one because it's like there's one thing that he, he kind of takes himself a little too. Um... He's a, he's a little he's a little too overconfident. That's why he ends up being the losing end of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's what I should say on this too, real quick. Um, let's go down the list here. Da, 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 da. Why don't we go to um Thundor? You know, he's one of the one-off um he's one of the one-off villains in in Masters of the Universe. And what's interesting about this guy is he's just a demented um he's an evil he's essentially an evil um he's an evil he's he is an evil Easter Bunny. See, I never, I didn't remember this fucking do it at all. So I have a, I have a pass answer for that. Go for it. I want to hear. I it. Said, no, no, I said I have a pass. Oh, pass. okay. I'm not... Don't know anything, Ramsey's pass, 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 pass. Okay. 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 Fine. But yeah, he's just a. He, I mean, just like Kordak, he's already, he's already conquered this part of. The, he's already conquered his own part of the universe, and he's already in this buffed out, like evil, demented, like Bugs Bunny. And I'm like, uh, it's kind of unsettling. So he falls into that. He falls into that scary side of things. Where it's like, Bugs Bunny should not be this buff. Mm. Okay. Bugs Bunny should not be this buff. See, and I like, didn't, I don't remember anything of this dude at all. So it's it's drawing a complete blank for me. So yeah. Yeah, and like I mean, the last one I want to touch upon is like Horde Prime. Ah. Uh, go ahead. Like she's like the big baddie that controls. Like if you think, um, if you think, uh, if you think, um, Hordex in control of a lot of things. Nope, it's actually him. So yeah. and it also too, it's like it's he's the only person that that Skeletor will bend the knee to. So that tells you like intimidation and fear of stuff. If the scariest man in the whole in the entire galaxy, Skeletor has to bend his knee to, that tells you that tells you how dangerous and scary um Horde Prime is. Hmm. Fair enough. Horde Prime is a bit of a weird deal because 
yeah, he's the supreme leader of all the Horde and everything like that stuff, but I don't know. Like, the amount of times he just randomly shows up and then he just is gone again, it's just like, he's just kind of there? And just, hmm. he's just a dude behind the chair with like a his his uh his gauntlet fist and all that kind of thing and all that. So you know that's yeah, whatever. He has a mystery. He has a veil of mystery to him, but like yeah, I don't know. Kind of weird feeling, mixed feelings on him, sort of. You know, when I think on Horde Prime. Uh, what else was he going to say? Anything from the list on that one? What? No, I, I think I'm good on this one. Okay. Uh, Why don't you pick the next one? I don't. I'll just say real quick that I think Shadow Weaver deserves a mention before jumping to something else, probably. It's all you. It's all you. Yeah, yeah, because she is, you know, Hordak's thing is obviously not magical and stuff. His is more tech. Technology first. Shadow Weaver is legitimately powerful and scary, and she is this, this floating apparition of a ghostly being in a red, mm-hmm. in a red robe and all that kind of thing. And she, if she knows what she's doing, and she's focused on her get on her A game, she can fuck people over. So yeah, yeah. I don't. I, that, that's actually that, that that is actually a very good one. And she does get she does give Adora a hard time in, throughout the show as well. So yeah, that makes perfect yep. sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's Shadow Reaper real quick. So there we go. Um. Okay. So we can do two more if you want. You want to do? You want to do? Um. Let's do Beast Wars. Yeah, uh, we could do that, and then briefly also discuss. Uh, yeah, just touch on Beast Wars. Actually, yeah, that's probably Beast fair. Wars, and then then we'll, then we'll finish up with Batman because there's a lot of good ones here in Batman that, that we should touch upon. Mm-hmm. So why don't we go to why don't we start off with with um da, 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 uh, why don't we start with Pterosaur? Why don't we go from like the very beginning, like the first like major threat, Pterosaur? And... Pterosaur, like, yes, and Pterosaur, yes, and no, depending on the episode and who he's fighting. Yeah, that's why we say. Because the thing is, like for me, I always interpret uh, uh, Pterosaur as just like the, like if like he like they wanted to set him up as the as the star screen of the show, but then that eventually went to t- that went to Tarantulas mm-hmm. for other reasons. So yeah, yeah. So, but like, that's why that's how I want to start off with with Pterosaur because like Pterosaur does have his moments, and you know, and I, he is cool. But the thing at the same time too is like he kind of like it, it seems like there was like an editorial shift, and like we have to. We want to we want to work with Tarantulas more, so I'm sorry, Tarantulas is the one we're going to be pushing. Well, actually, and then I'll lead into my point is that uh, with Tarantulas, in fact, um, and I'll just say it: the third episode is called "The Web," and it focuses because some focus to Tarantulas anyway. In fact, with him getting the upper hand on Cheetor and almost uh, seemingly killing him because him trapped in having Cheetor on the web, having his energy drained. And he had little to no chance of getting out until Rattrap came around to uh, bail him out, kind of thing, and all that, and have a one-on-one fight with Tarantulas. So mm-hmm. that's what I think in that regard. Like Tarantulas is one of those out of the original five Preds, Predacons. He's probably one of the more dangerous ones, in my opinion. Yeah, and he, he's and not only that, he's kind of like stayed. He kind of withstood the test of time by like he continuously was just being a, man, a, a manipulator. Even to the very end of this, uh, to the very end of Beast Wars itself. So it's like he was a man. You like you can tell that they, they were that they were the aiming for they, they were aiming something bigger with this character. And I think like the, the, that's where the, that's where that character eventually ended up. Like mm-hmm. just like the big manipulator. And I think and I think it's one of the things where it's like he's like because of that he's a very dangerous he's a very dangerous character in my eyes. It's all the yeah. it's like Terrasaur. Terrasaur it, it was starting to get there, 
but you can tell at one point they're like, no, we're gonna focus everything on tarantulas, and they and they shifted everything to tarantulas, and all was well in the universe. I think that was the best. I think that was the better idea to give it to tarantulas. That's why. That's why I felt iffy when I heard when I when I, when I thought about pterosaur because I hadn't considered him overly much. Some episodes, yes. Some other episodes, not really. Yeah. Because there are some he tries, but then he doesn't really. He tries and he fails, kind of deal. Like Starscream. So you know. Yeah, and that's why I think they were trying to set him up as like the next Starscream, but they just. I think they. I think they realized. Like no, we're gonna give that role into Tarantulas, and we're and Tarantulas is gonna be a little way more competent with with in the in that role than 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 Starscream was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ah, uh, but then if you look at the rest of the list, um, because really there's a few little ones. His uh, his understudy of sorts, Black Arachnia. Yeah. For her own reasons, for a time until she eventually saw things a different way completely, thanks to Megatron for legit reasons. <laughs> For very legit reasons, never mind the fact of Megatron threatening her life and everything and all that later on as well, her existence, like threatening to offer if she like uh, betrayed him again. But you know that whole deal in season two. But yeah, Black Arachnia made her own little things of like trying to break away or get some power plays of her own. But she was like very quiet or scheming to herself in her mind instead of like saying saying shit out loud. So yeah, yeah that's her thing. I noticed. For me, for me, Jet Black Arachnia, like she's like the, she's the opposite of like Fe- of like Phoenix and Zombie Optimus Prime, where it's like it's the inverse, where it's like you know the villain gets redeemed, and that's and that's how I that's how I kind of see her, where she's just kind of like this. She's fed up. She's like she tries to do things on her own, but she realizes that maybe that maybe there's some maybe maybe being with the good guys isn't as as bad as it is, and she, she gets she gains she gains a consciousness and she gains a heart. You know, she gains she gains a spot in the team, and eventually she becomes she becomes like a like she becomes like one of the one of the most loved members of the team, and even like going as far as like continuing with them in Beast Machine. So, but uh, but yeah, like like at the first she was kind of scheming on her own, and she, like you can tell too, like they were trying to like plant seeds, like they were, like also like again, I think they were like again, I I want to say like like they were planting seeds for for tarantulas, but also too, I'm I'm very sure too. Another thing they were trying to do is like they weren't unsure if they were gonna pull the trigger on tarantulas or black arachnia. Because I felt like they were both kind of like jockeying for that same thing, mm. and I think I think eventually at the end of the day, I think they went with tarantulas. I think that was a better idea. And I think like I didn't, but so this leads to the Black Arachnia. While she is a dangerous character, she does she does she does like her, eventually she, she does grow a heart and she does eventually become one part of the good guys. I do really appreciate yeah. that story. Mm-hmm. That 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 story at least. Yeah. Oh, and then there's like three or so other notable ones from the Beast Wars cast that jump out. Which one do you want to take, Ramses? Uh, Rampage. Go ahead. Um, um, a guy who's who has an unstable spark, who's uh, who's a complete war machine. Um, you know he he he's like you know no 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 like he like the guy can the guy cannot be trusted by anybody. Why like yeah he he he's intimidating and he's dangerous and scary at the same time because of that. The ta- he's a he's a he's a crab with ta- he's a crab that can transform into a tank. That's fucking horrible. Yeah. Also beforehand, uh. Let's say he fucked over a colony called Omicron, Starbase uh-huh. Rugby. In other words, he just killed people and consumed sparks or whatever and all that kind of mm-hmm. deal. And it's like, holy shit, this dude is like a cannibal, like savage, like psychopath and all that kind of thing. Like beyond like what most reasonable Transformers probably are and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, he's the result of all this bad experimentation to figure out why Starscream had this lucky spark, and they they kind of got there, almost. 
but the whole problem was that it just drove the person who became Rampage completely under the bat, bat, bat shit. So you know, yeah, to get there. So yeah, Rampage is just so bad. If he had not been quote unquote <laughs> tamed by Megatron, mm-hmm. imagine what that's that dude would have, imagine what he would have been doing on his own on Earth. He would have not mm-hmm. been stopped by anyone or anything, pretty much. You know? Yeah, that, 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 that that's the reason why it's like if he if he, if he didn't have that, that separated spike that, that Megatron can control, it's like he would have he would have he would have he would have run he would have run he would have run, run like he would have run the whole entire planet by himself. Ramsey, you missed the perfect pun. You sort of you could have said. He would have run rampaged over the earth. He was the perfect punch. I was trying to, but I was trying to find a different word. Well, you should have taken it. You had the chance. You had an opportunity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, you want to skip to the I, last one? I will say on Dinobot 2, because I'll let you go. I'll let you do the other one. All right. Dinobot 2, real quick. This is another example of the fallen hero thing, but in the completely opposite way of taking a character who was respected and beloved and honored all this stuff previously in his first incarnation and then Megatron decided what can I do with a blank protoform and half of Rampage's spark and all this deal and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, I've got some Dinobot cells. Hmm. Let's cook up a let's cook up a clone of Dinobot here. Oh god. A, yeah. And a, and a very deadly clone of Dinobot. Like mm-hmm. Transmetal 2, new tech, so he's very hard for most Maximals to fight because he has mm-hmm. an advantage over most. He has a regeneration factor. He has the laser eye, or laser eye, not plural. He has the sharp claws, and then in his beast mode, he is just similarly dangerous. Like, his feet claws are dangerous and everything for, like, fighting and everything. He is just like the original Dinobot in ways, but in ways way more enhanced and way more powerful and dangerous it's- for anything to fight. Yeah. Um, take, take, take everything we just, take everything we, we we said about uh, about Rampage, and then put it put that into Dinobot, and then like, and then take away like any kind of like um take away any, take away any any kind of semblance of control, and then that's how you get Dinobot too. Mm-hmm. Like so, a yeah. very very dangerous dude all all around. Yeah, and he was also very legitimately um mm-hmm. a legit threat to like combat. Even in that one episode when him and Black Arachne went one on one for a bit in like, that big forest. Yeah, Black Arachnia was struggling at times, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's not she's no slouch in her own right in combat, you know. So yeah, yeah. So it's like if she's struggling, if she's struggling, then yeah, that, that's a problem. This was like post Transmetal Two body, right? Yeah, because she got upgraded a little bit later on. Yeah. yeah, like five episodes later or something, I think. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, that's right. All right. But lastly, we got what another dude. We got a certain uh, crazy uh, fire ant dude. We got in front. Um, be very wary of the fucking. Be very wary of ass kissers. That's all I gotta say. Like, be very, very wary of the of the ass kisser because, like, they'll do anything for their for their. They'll do anything for the person they try to try to kiss their ass to. Any other forces picking an idol? What? Um, he's dangerous in that like, he's dangerous. Like, he's dangerous because like he has he has a weapon. He has weaponry up the ass, literally, to to take to take anybody down. And he's also scary because he because one like, again. It goes back to what I keep on saying about like what makes a good scary villain is that when you got something when you can just think of just one thing, you just got one thing in your brain. That's when it that that's when you're very that's when you're at your most scariest. Mm-hmm. And when you're and when you're when you all you want to do is please your leader when you want to please Megatron, 
That's who. That's when. The, that's when the limiters are off because like he'll stop at nothing to plead the leader. Yeah. No, no matter what he like, so that that's why it's like no matter what he does, no matter what the guy will do, as long as as long as he gets as long as he tries to get as long as he gets that, that as long as he gets a chance to like, do something for his for the person he loves the most, which is the leader, which is Megatron, he'll like he'll do it. Even more so than Scorponok and uh, more so than Scorponok, he was also somewhat effective though as well at times. Mm-hmm. That that too that he was like you know he, he I mean. He stood until season three. Scorponok died died like right as season two, like right as season two started. Yeah. Yeah. And uh mind you, um Inferno, he's crazy for yeah. sure. He is far from sane. Like mm-hmm. he's also a pyromaniac. Yes. In season one, it was it seemed like not many could really often take him down effectively. Mm-hmm. It seemed like only a handful of dudes could actually fight him and stand a chance of him against him so yeah also but yeah that's inferno because yeah he's just and he's also a flyer flamethrower those mm-hmm. the, the rifle has like explosive like missile shells or whatever and all that so yeah, yeah. Dude's insanely dangerous. yeah like, like i said the guy the guy is the guy is on the guy is already unstable but the guy is also very loyal as well and that's what again that's what makes that's what adds a lot to the character of like why this guy why this guy is bad news overall mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep Ah, so that's the Beast Wars list done. Yeah, um, we're we're running kind of long here. You want you you want to call it here, and then we we, we do this list. On the, we continue this list another time. Yeah, if you want, because then we can do another like a continuation for sort of Halloweeny stuff. But this is something to throw out there that we can uh, make a starting point to give people the feels of like this is what I came up with for an idea for like sort of like a Halloweeny kind of talk of like dangerous shit and like. Uh, characters and bad guys and things like that kind of deal, you know, basically. Yeah, and, 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 and that ended up being a good conversation. We have a, we have a lot more also, but the thing is, like, we have so much more. It's like we can, like again, we're kind of running we're running kind of late on the on it. I don't want to be here for too long, also, because like one, my my butt's starting to hurt, and two, like you know, I, I like you know, I, I like I just don't want the I just don't want the show to 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 go for too long right now. So yeah, but yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we head out, Rob? Oh, let me think. Uh, not that I could particularly think of. Um, yeah, there's nothing that's really jumping to mind. So yeah. All right then. All right then. How about how about this? How will we call it? How will we call it here, Rob? You have anything you would like to promote? Uh, let's see. Real quick. Uh, Mulefogger01 at Twitter. I'm not calling it X. Fuck you, Musk. Um. Yeah. Nothing but more Charles to really add and what kind of deal. So that's it. And there we go. And yeah, there we go. Done. All right. And if you if you're watching the stream, you can follow me on this on the stream, which is at uh, Twitter at twitch.tv/lramsey84. Again, the address is lramsey84. Uh, the address is twitter.com/lramsey84. I'm also on Twitter, which is at Professor Ramsey's. Um, I also another podcast of the Saints Hell Cosmocast. We're currently on a semi break because my my co-host Bankos is in Japan right now, so yeah, mm. we're taking we're taking a break. So there should be, we did record an episode before he left, so there's gonna be an episode that that will go up just before, like will go up soonish around the time this episode goes up as well. Um, yeah, and that's about it, really. And there really isn't really much. So, all right, then, Rob, thank you so much for thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Rob, for being for being part of the show as always. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. I am Ramses. Um, we'll say we'll say in touch. I'll see y'all later. Bye. Goodbye and happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>